0: Welcome to the October 2015 edition of the TetraCast. I am Zach Reese, your host for this episode. And so we've got a lot to get to this time. Last podcast, it was kind of dull. I mean, we only really talked about the games we played. Um, But September was a very exciting time for an RPG fan and a gamer in general. And so we'll have a lot to speak about. Persona, Final Fantasy, Yakuza. We got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. Joining me for this episode is darren mcphail joining us after a little bit of a break
1: something like that that's yes. what we'll call it
0: thank you for joining us and then we got adam Vitale. hi hello and josh torres is joining us this time
2: tokyo game show
0: tokyo game show and elizabeth henge is joining us once more for this podcast hello hello all right great so um we got a Full crowd here, so we're going to get right into it. Now, Tokyo Game Show, arguably the biggest it's been in a couple years at least. 2013 was pretty big, but felt like 2015 gave it a run for its money. And so let's get right into the biggest news that came out of the show that I think anyone who's been following our account and our website can tell. Persona 5, huge reveal um, coming out of this year's show. Um, there was, was a lot to talk about, and so... Um, they showed a new trailer they showed some good content from a new trailer i liked how there was a big rush to like see that outside of Nico. uh terrible low quality stream so what did you guys think did you like what you saw out of that new trailer that they premiered they showed um actual gameplay i mean we've kind of seen a little bit here and there with the trailers but they showed a lot of the uh the look of the game, a lot of the exploration, the combat things like that did you guys like it?
2: uh yeah I mean it was uh once again another fantastic trailer uh a bit a bit bummed about you know the delay to summer twenty sixteen yeah. but uh it's still one of the flashiest uh most unique looking games uh that's coming uh, you know in the on horizon it, uh, it just oozes style and we, it's nice to see that hey we finally got uh, voices to these characters based uh Showed off what their uh, the, one of the main cast, uh, the main cast persona designs, and uh, I thought it was just it continues to impress. Especially they uh, showed off like what like traveling around in that game actually looks like. It looks uh, very crowded, uh, very lively. Uh, just the, the the world building and design in that game is uh, quite impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean, in Persona Four is mostly being in a small town. Persona Three was kind of a, a bigger town, but they still were kind of restricted to the PlayStation 2 hardware, and now you've got PlayStation 4 and, well, it's also uh, PS3 and Vita, but apparently the trailer that they showed was all PlayStation Only 4.
2: Only PS3. Only don't we'll don't PS3. Wait, there's a Vita
1: version? Yeah, no. the Vita's
0: saved. I'm sorry, P- <laughs> not Vita. PS3 and PS4, but um, the footage that they showed was from the PlayStation 4 version, and so that was <laughs> that was great. It looked it looked amazing. Like you said, it felt crowded. It um, seemed like there was a lot to it. What did you think about it, Darren? As someone who is on his own channel
1: going through the entire western release of the Shimagai Tensei games, I couldn't be more excited about this game. I initially was bummed by the delay as well, but I'm oddly okay with it being Game of the Year next year. <laughs> or I should say it this way, I'm fine with it being Game of the Generation next year. Oh, man. Because it looks fantastic. Horror. I'm a huge Persona fan. Persona 3, Persona 2 especially are games that I hold very dear to my heart and Persona 5 looks to be the next evolution to that. Whereas 4 was more of a refinement for 3, and 3 is kind of a big jump from 2, so 5 looks like to be the next uh, big jump in the series, and it's shaping up to be fantastic, and it looks like they're going in a interesting route with the uh, the story and whatnot, based on what we've seen in the trailers. Especially, cool. we have... Uh, like in Persona Three, where you see different adults or different people kind of turn to shadows, or they or shadows like form out of them. Where kind of they showed some of that a scene showing that in the, the trailer, so yeah, one it looks the, to be very dark.
3: Yeah, one of the things that's been kind of revealed in you know uh, magazines since then is that like in terms of the overall story, there is no like one big bad guy or whatever. Um, that the villain or or you know whatever they're going to be up against is more like. Like segmented in terms of like individual smaller smaller scale storylines. Yeah, it's this, like,
0: yeah, it's like a it's like a primetime TV show, kind of like Law and Order or something like that. <laughs> it was something I guess that's a bad comparison, but yeah, they're all like kind of self-contained experiences.
3: Like yeah, Persona 4 had like you know the whole murder mystery that that kind of yeah. went out through the whole game and kind of led to like you know the climax, you know that kind of was all everything was leading to that. Uh, in terms of its overall story, this one sounds like they're going being a little bit different. And, of course, having that focus on, like, this team of, uh, you know, rebellious, you know, youths, uh, thieves and whatnot, you know, it's just, it's kind of an interesting twist, Um, and it's kind of unique, too, so it's...
0: Yeah, and the other world, I think they're calling it, uh, was it Palace... Is, is the whole alternate dimension, the other world that they have. And so you've got some crazy, cool things going on, kind of showing up in the trailer, too. Like, you got the old castle, the school t- apparently turns into a castle. There's the pyramids. Uh, they have these paintings that the characters can jump into. That was an interesting like really Mario interesting 64 part. style, yeah. <laughs> Jumping into paintings yeah. and running around. It was uh, pretty unique, and you can see all these different things that they're going to do with it. Uh, don't know how it ties into the story, but yeah, as Adam was saying, it's that not only are these uh, worlds contain but apparently a lot of this is the the story and the character motivations it's not like they are all all these characters are banding together to kind of focus in on a single bad guy it's now involved with all these different um uh social issues that are going on in these uh like like you kind of see from the trailer itself where it seemed like there was like a riot squad going on with a police officer standing around uh this crowd of people um and you saw moments of like people being killed and all this and you're clearly supposed to investigate what happened with that but i well, yeah. i like kind of i i i like this new approach it's and on it's, the other hand yeah,
3: they yeah. showed the main character guy you know like being detained and you know somewhere and like tied to a chair and all beat up. So it's. Yeah,
2: it, 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 it's very, it, it's definitely uh, including way more mature themes now because now that you have this rebellious group of uh you know protagonists like the whole premise around here is like they want to change this quote unquote rotten world they want to uh a big part of it is like stealing people's hearts in it because they want to uh you know change uh steal these quote-unquote rotten hearts you know from these uh, adults that they don't like because they want to change the world around them they're they're fed up with you know with the, the current circumstances that time there's, there's definitely not a a big like you know save the world type of deal uh, it's a very different approach from what you've seen in uh, the the most recent Persona games, and that's a really cool thing. Along with you know, they have this uh, whole vibe uh, or theme around thieves. Uh, thieves, yeah. Their uh, personas, like the protagonists, are seen. Um, then you have Captain Kidd, Zoro, Carmen, Goemon. Those are the personas because th- and those are you know t- directly tied into this uh, world of thievery, and that's a really cool thing because they have a they have a this uh uh such a focused vision and they're really striking it uh home for me right now
0: and in, in each of those characters like you saw at the towards the end of that trailer they all have their own motivations and so you can kind of pick up the um the personalities of these characters so you've got the main protagonist who seems like a uh, a normal kid who gets caught up in all these uh these situations then you got Ryuji who's like the the friend or maybe he's like a a terrible influence on the main character it seems like kind of like yosuke but uh, kind of a twist on that uh that character he's like he's trying to get him he's kind of like the bottom.
3: troublemaker you know but not necessarily you know like malicious
0: yeah and and seems like this um uh like this bourgeoisie like this very like high class character that gets uh probably controlled by her parents and can't do much uh, and she they, she's, she's, she's
3: what old. she's what what is it she's part american and she doesn't fit in i forget
0: yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, she doesn't fit in, um, and that reminds me of you know, someone from Persona Two. That's, yeah, <laughs> it seems like they're kind of pulling from these other like older characters, but you know, it seems like she can really let loose when she's out um, doing these hits. And then you've got uh, Yusuke, the new character that they introduced. This art student, this kind of uh, he's apparently a, a famous artist's apprentice. Uh, that's um, and he's
3: and he's the one that Josh was talking about earlier. Like, like really embodies the. You know, fix this rotten world type uh, yeah. stance. At He's least upset he with like the, the world that, seems, is. that seems to be like his big focus. Exactly. He also
1: reminds me of a character from Persona 2. I don't know. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: <Once> <laughs> like, like he looks exactly like him. It seems like they're pulling off from that. And then you got Morgana, the, 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 the cat thing. The cat. Uh, she is uh, kind of, seems like a kind of like a, the the, uh, this, uh, the guide. Of the rest of the team the the leader so, someone like a leader but helps them get around to all these things it probably te- teaches them um how to steal things i guess it, so, so like that's,
5: teddy that's but hopefully not nearly as annoying
0: that's <laughs> i like it yep if, if, if you can understand like the japanese voice acting that's it seems like it'd be great it's gonna be kind of tough to see what they're gonna do but people seem to be upset like thinking well, all we're gonna get is the english dub but they atlas did put out that dual audio survey back in april asking people what they thought maybe that'll play a role you haven't really seen that played uh into their games yet i mean unless like has any of their recent games been uh, dual audio? Uh,
2: well, like okay the, most the, for, for atlas their, do you want to do, do it
3: yeah i was gonna say most of their recent games have been either like 3ds where you know getting dual audio on a 3ds card is somewhat tricky i know yeah, like yeah, Bravely default yeah, yeah. did but or it's whatever possible. Uh, or or a couple they had a couple of uh, they had a couple of games like Dungeon Travelers which was Japanese only like the more niche stuff but this is definitely you know their biggest profile game in quite some time so I, I I'm I'm assuming they're going to make every effort to to have uh, Japanese audio as well
2: yeah so the interesting thing about that dual audio survey is like that that quickly like uh, closed down because like I'm assuming they got the other the results that feedback to that was so <laughs> immense the, the demand was so immense I audio. They just all <laughs> I, I know, exactly yes, right no. um but um yeah what kind of frustrates me a little bit about this because they're they're one way or the other like so like they they haven't really gotten uh, full full with dual audio it's either like uh you know adam said either like niche stuff like tears of tiara, to tiara 2 dungeon travelers 2 those are both japanese only they're all their other releases you know english only the only other like Property, but it's not really theirs. Was Persona for Arena series, which had dual audio because you know, it, it, uh, one, it's a fighting game, and two, especially with like Ultimax, like a, for a more uh, you know speedy release here, like uh, we got a dual audio ver, uh, version, but at the expense of be- that being region locked and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Persona 5
0: Dancing on Night is is English only. So yeah, that, exactly. It's so a I'm, game. yeah,
2: it, I'm really hoping that they do get this uh, dual audio for Persona 5 because. Especially uh, it, a big treat, you know, to like anime fans, because there's so many big names like involved with this project that like it's uh, like I love the English voice acting in the Persona games, I do, but yeah. I I feel like that you know it'd be a great disservice to not have like this all star cast uh, being exposed to like you know American audiences or overseas audiences as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, anyone who's watched anime has probably heard their voices uh, oh, one yeah. time or another. Like we created this uh, image of um, all the the four main cast members. Uh, obviously, didn't do the fifth one, but the fifth one is Gintoki from Gintama. So that's that's uh, another big role. But it's, yeah, it's Tomokazu Sugita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got the uh, the voice of the Japanese voice of Pikachu. You've got Light Yagami from Death Note, uh, who plays Ryuji. Uh, you've got um, I'm blanking here. Well, um, yeah, you're okay, Hinata so, so... From Naruto. Uh, Naoto uh, who plays Anne and then you've got the voice... what's his name? I've never uh, seen June, Okay,
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jun Fukuyama is the, the protagonist voice. He's uh, Lelouch from, you know, uh, Code Geass. Yeah, that's one of his most, uh you know, popular roles. Nana Mizuki for Anne, Ikui Otani for Morgana, Mamoru Miyano, which is Setsuna and Gundam uh, for our Gundam fans out there. That's Ryuji. And uh, as you said sure. earlier, uh, Sugita for um, what was the name of the new most newly revealed character, uh, Yusuke, Yusuke Kitagawa.
1: Yusuke. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, June. I mean uh, Yusuke.
0: Yeah. Yusuke. I don't know. It's like Yosuke or
2: Yusuke. I don't know.
4: Yusuke.
0: Yusuke. Yeah.
2: But so, th- there's uh, there's other like a ton of big other names because at the end of that third trailer they showed other big uh, names involved with that like uh, Joji Nakata from you know he was uh, Kotamine from the Fate series and just uh, Aoyuki uh, which is simple gear uh main protagonist and whatnot and more names going on and Isn't on like, it's uh,
0: just... the, the voice of the girl from Railgun? Uh, Madoka
2: uh no yeah. Madoka Madoka yeah
0: yeah so it's apparently it's got like an all-star cast yeah of, of Japanese voice actors but and it, once again yeah I'm not going to be terribly bummed if they don't bring over the dub I mean the Japanese dub but man it would be great if they did I hope that the extra time that they're going to spend on this now that they thought it was going to come out this year, I'm sure the Japanese side is still working on it. Maybe you think
3: you think yeah they'd have they'd have plenty of they've plenty of time to work with with negotiations and all that you know so mm-hmm. in cool. terms of whatever needs to be done to get it done. So
1: I thought it was really strange that Atlas was so like not necessarily like aggressively, but they were really like saying like oh no 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 2015 2015 they kept saying that all right before TGS. Apparently they apparently
3: they didn't know.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. I think that's a that's one of those things that like it's just that that's why the the outrage over the the delay was like not not to say like immense, but I mean like it was a widespread disappointment on it because I, I, there's some dis uh dissonance between like you know Atlas's PR and what they know versus what the actual development team uh, knows and whatnot. It's just if they if the only info that had they had to work with from what the development team last told them was twenty fifteen then you can't, you, know, you can't just say, hey, it might be 2016 if the, you didn't get the info from the development team. i
0: like the last to know. I mean, just think, like, 2015 turned from, like, one of the best years ever in gaming to, like, it's a great year. And then 2016 looks insane because next summer you've got Persona 5 and Zero Escape 3. Like, what if Persona 5 comes out in June? How oh, amazing are you going to be, like, totally absorbed in that all summer um, oh. just playing that game alone? Like people got to get out of the way for that, you know? That'd be
2: really good. Yeah.
0: Like, last last May, uh, we had, I mean, last past May, we had Witcher 3 come out, and then you had Bloodborne, like, back in, was it April or late March? February, so, I believe, wasn't it? February? Or was March. Maybe might have been March. It was March. I, I think, maybe I'm also thinking about the Dark Souls um, re-release, but, uh yeah. 2016 looks insane yeah but um, l- l- everything else is getting delayed i think i was okay with it because everything else was getting delayed i'm like of course it is you know?
2: <laughs> yeah but just to clarify we don't know yet if summer 2016 actually applies to an overseas release that's yeah. just for japan for right now that's true so we don't know what the what the window is It'll for be announced
0: at yeah. anime expo just like persona 4 for their <laughs> american release and to be released in like was it november or something or early december in in the u.s that's kind of i think that's how it went
3: Atlas in the past, I know with like with Shin Megami Tensei 4. They did kind of work like like concurrently with the Japanese, you know, release. So they're able to get a turnaround on that real quickly. Shin Tensei
0: uh, IV totally, because I was there at E3 when the guy was talking to me how now they work side by side for most things. Yeah, and know, a, and know. apparently I, yeah, yeah.
3: apparently it was somewhat frustrating because like they you know they translate something, and then oh wait the Japanese side they they changed the, the you know the dialogue here so they had to you know redo it and type of thing. Uh, you know that's how that's what happens when you work concurrently. But I have to imagine that Persona has got to be one of those high priority titles to try to get out a turnaround as fast as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah you'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that big gap. And you imagine now that Atlas is owned by Sega; they have more like a bigger budget to spend on these things, and take the time that they probably didn't have before to make it. And so being able to do that is is pretty fun to watch. And the fact that they're able to um, pump into something that like, Persona 5 looks to be the game that you're going to say, okay, you've probably not been into this series before, but here's a game that anybody who is brand new to the series is probably going to really fall in love with. I mean, you're probably questioning, like, uh, Persona 3, maybe Persona 4. Persona 4 Golden is, like, the kind of game people turn to, but it seems like Persona 5, for anyone who's just now getting into the series, it seems like people can point to that one as a great uh, place to start and then maybe check out the rest of the series. That's kind of what it feels like, right?
2: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I I think it'll be like that new like starting point. It's like, hey, well, I, I want to get to. The, I hear people talking about the Persona series a lot. What can you recommend me uh, for a Persona game to start with? you so, of course, you'll probably turn to Five because that seems to be like the, like the most refined uh, game of the series, like both mechanically and just like what the the series stands for at this point.
0: Exactly, and to kind of <laughs> wrap up on Persona Five. I mean, it seems like every game out of TGS. Uh, was announced for this but there's apparently a persona 5 anime special coming um they didn't really announce any specifics about it we're going to be hearing about it soon i'm sure but persona 5's got an anime that, Ace that Attorney's seems like, got an that seems like the has got an anime seems like the theme has got an anime gravity rush i guess has an anime coming uh what else like <laughs> uh, um, well monster yeah. Hunter. Uh, the stories uh, stories <laughs> is getting an anime
2: uh just, I know there's like one more, but yeah. Basically, this TGS confirmed like if you have a game that you're into, it's probably getting an anime.
0: It's <laughs> insane, like the number of uh, shows that are getting that right now. The number of games. Please be
1: excited for Bloodborne the anime.
0: Oh hell yeah! I would on, love I'm that. In. It would be like Claymore, I guess, kind of or something. I'm, hoping, just, I think, I'm thinking more like, like Berserk. Berserk, yeah, to- yeah, actually, yeah, Berserk is way more better comparison than Claymore. So that's I can totally. See that. It's. I'm down. I'm totally <laughs> done with that. Yes, I'm excited for that. I wouldn't mind a, a new Atelier um, anime too, by the way. I liked uh, Escalagi a lot. But So, Persona 5, obviously the headliner for TGS, but there was a lot of great news that also came out of it. So, another game they also talked about, I'm not going to try to pronounce the, uh, the actual name, but Project Setsuna. Uh, do you want to try, Josh? The it. How does it go?
2: e uh, to Yuki no satsuna.
0: Sorry, he has a Japanese speaker. So yeah. um, Tokyo RPG Factory uh, behind this. We uh, once again, you know, we kind of knew this was coming um, because they had their um, website had um, uh, they were hiring people like, like a year ago, and so it's like okay, they're apparently making a game, trying to harken back to the days of old traditional RPG mechanics and all that. E three came around, we got a big reveal um, from Square Enix's press conference that they had. And now at TGS, they've really sat down and had a stream showing off the gameplay. They talked a little bit about it at the Sony conference, but was it the Sony conference? But um, they had their stream showing off the gameplay. I know, Josh, you watched this. I don't know if you other guys, did anyone else watch it besides you and me? Uh, I'm currently
1: just watching the 32nd thing they showed off during the conference. So, yeah. They
3: just had a quick showing. Yeah.
2: They first showed off Project Setsun at the Square Enix conference actually Enix, that was yeah, yeah. Enix,
0: that was it but they had a stream later with the uh two head guys I, I keep blanking on like who they were but it was the producer um was working on it um so they had I mean it was the the studio head and then you got the the, the producer um talking about the game and yeah so, the director
2: was uh yeah. Atsushi Hashimoto I believe yes.
0: A (laughs) Yunnan. Well, and more like he's not. He doesn't have a lot of. uh, I guess from what I looked on his resume, he doesn't have like a a lot of games behind him. Uh, But that's the the fantastic thing. People just really passionate about RPGs making games. It feels like a lot of the stuff goes through the old boring marketing spiel, a marketing um, uh, department before it can actually hit shelves. And so games that can or can't sell. Project Setsuna looks like the most amazing, simplistic, uh, easygoing, casual, but also uh, endearing RPG I've seen in a while.
2: Yeah, um, uh, most definitely. It harkens back to that era of like you know uh, like PS one RPGs, exactly. JRPGs, so, and uh, yeah. the gameplay that we saw was very because uh, they did like this uh, how many minutes was it like a twenty minute gameplay demo? Yeah, just I want to say it wasn't that long. Yeah, it, it just, it's what, you, what you've seen before in a JRPG, but in, like, in, the, in the modern age, right? Like when they showed off uh, the combat system, it looked very much like Chrono Trigger. With these uh, seamless battles, uh, you in- encounter uh, like a monster, then you get uh, the, you kind of reposition on the map, and it goes to these battle screens. That's much like Chrono Trigger.
0: Exactly. They've got like, so there's, like, there was like dual attacks. uh So, I mean, well, uh, let's kind of back a little bit. So they started the stream on an overworld. Which is mm-hmm. great um, because it's it's a game that's going to be for consoles. It's not like Pro, Brave Bravely Default for the 3DS or something. It's a it's going to be a PS4 and Vita, Vita game, right? Yep. And so I keep saying I keep wanting more games for the Vita, so I'll keep saying Vita until it actually <laughs> sticks, which it did this time. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, toy totally, Like Josh, said, like you said, Josh, it fits that 1990s kind of the PlayStation One era. Uh, RPG so it's got an overworld you go into town there's transitions between buildings that you walk in and out but the combat between walking through the overworld and you know you see the monsters on the screen and there's a seamless transition into battle and there's no like there's no delay there's no halt like in Chrono Trigger where it's like you're about to start for a battle you just go right into it and then the menus appear and all the while, there's this really beautiful piano music playing. Piano, they even talked about it in the stream, like piano, the the in, the piano instrument is like their focal point for the soundtrack. And so it's a lot of that type of music uh, with different melodies um, intertwined. And so it was, it, it, it really tugged at your nostalgia streams, but it felt like um for the modern era too. It didn't feel like it was trying to yeah dig way too deep into that stuff because, you know, that's why those games are from back then and you have games from now. It's like uh, that's why I couldn't really get into Child of Light that much because it felt uh-huh. like it was too much uh, of a nostalgia trip with the turn-based combat and whatnot. I, I couldn't really get into that game so much. This seemed like um, doing enough back then but also creating its own identity.
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a game built with heart. That definitely shows. It conveys that quite well. Uh, just in any like promo image material or that gameplay stream, like the art design in this game is incredible. Yes, uh, and I think just having like even though it's not like the most like graphically impressive game, it's like photorealistic or not. Like I don't. I don't necessarily care about that as long as the gameplay is fun i think that the, the nice thing about these simplistic graphics is like it's a very handheld friendly game like when i yeah. saw it i was like hey i can definitely see myself like getting both versions of this game and like playing this on handheld and uh, i'm gonna assume this has cross save and whatnot and this just seems like uh, whether you want to play it on big stream or on a handheld it's just it's n- it's a very nice like just game that like you can switch off uh, on the big screen and on the on the go
0: yeah it's got the oh i didn't mention yeah it's got the um active time battle system so Mm -hmm. that's that's what they use and uh yeah it's 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 a as you said it's a very beautiful look it's got text boxes and all the things that you would want from a traditional jrpg but like even the menus um and the dialogue it's like it's super simple and it's apparently um they're going to put a lot of work into the story itself and so like i i can put some things down i mean i sorry I, I the soundtrack and the story alone is enough for me and so mm-hmm. and we were kind of talking about it that the story bears some similarities to uh another game that they had at tgs yono naikuni which was just announced for a western localization in early 2016. You were talking about how the story um, resembled uh, Project Setsunos, right?
2: Uh, yeah, so Yoru no Naikuni, uh, as you may have no- known uh, back then, like, um, I always forget, Arnes, the protagonist of uh, Yoru no Naikuni, uh, her story is about uh, protecting the, her friend. Uh, I always forget the the friend's name, if you remember. Um, it's
3: her like
2: friend is. Vyuritis, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know exactly how to pronounce that. Yeah, it's somebody. Uh, yeah. So her friend is uh, like the chosen saint uh, that has to basically sacrifice herself to end like the this uh, seemingly endless night uh, in that game uh, of demons, because demons basically uh, come out uh, in night in that game, and they've been harassing humanity on this island uh, way more often because it's time to you know sacrifice another chosen saint uh, for the greater good, essentially. Uh, in uh Project Setsuna, it's uh it's basically once again on this uh cold island enclosed in the snow and this uh lands uh, hara- being being harassed by demons. So only a, a sacrifice will appease them uh according to like this ancient custom. Uh just like, you know, in uh Yoru no Naikuni and uh, a heroine, uh Setsuna, uh is, you know, the that, that chosen uh person uh for that uh next ritual to uh sacrifice herself for the greater good of uh to stop this uh island from getting harassed by demons
3: well so to basically, be fair this general like type this general structure isn't really that uncommon in this it's young, not
1: uncommon I but no, no. i was, but, was gonna but, say tell <coughs> symphonia <coughs>
2: yeah it's not it's not I uncommon just
3: said, i just played <laughs> ra- i just played radiant historia which has a also a similar idea that's true yeah that's, that's, that's it's,
2: it's, true. it's not it's not like necessarily a, a unique idea in games but to have these like both coexist now and having and be
0: uh close together
2: yeah revisiting that you know that tragic story once more i think because well, all those games that you've uh, mentioned like you know, they're beloved games so i'm kind of interested to just see what their take on it is in, in this because even though they have the same premise there's a lot of different ways to go about this yeah we don't
3: know we end. don't know any of the nuances so
0: exactly you know, yeah i mean and there's I guess the focus, would I mean, that's an easy way to build character development and your relationship with the characters. It's like, okay, you know the fate of what's going to happen to this person. Um, what are they going to do? What are they going to talk about? What might be a way that they're going to prevent their that, that woman's fate from happening? Um, you saw in the New York No Nakuni trailers and things like that, there's a clear huge amount of emotion that's going through. Uh, Arnis uh, when this is going to happen but um, Project Setsuna we've already got two of these characters revealed and there's apparently a third one that they showed in the stream that they haven't really talked about at all what is that person's connection is, is that person going to be a guide for the other two or what else what kind of role is that person playing I don't think they ever talked about it did they
2: yeah, and bo- both of, both of them have very somber tones in different ways. Yeah. Like uh, in Yoru no Naikuni, it's a it's a very it's colorful but it's dark. Like uh, the the atmosphere in that it's game more, is like it's
0: also more intense.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely more intense. While in uh, in Setsuna, you know, it's a more somber. Like, it's, yeah, very Always more somber. somber. This whole snow, it seems lonely. It's just both of them are interesting games, and their sound their sound design is already like I'm already hooked.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you also, I mean, it seems like in both games, both of Humanity is gone, it seems like. Uh, yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah, because it seems like in Project Setson now you've just got these um, isolated towns, you know, these, these little, like, alcoves, these um, these last um, places of where people can gather to survive, but you've also got you know, humanity is still trying to survive with merchants and things like that. And so I'm, I'm very curious to see what they do with that. And it it makes me excited. The fact that Sentinel was announced at E3, like, you know, it's going to come now. Yeah. That's the thing about some of these other games, like, Oh, is it really going to, but then again, I mean, we're living in a world where most games get localized. Very rarely do you see a game not get localized anymore, especially with the success of the PlayStation four here in the West compared to Japan, where it's mostly, you know, mobile games, things, so I'm, I'm happy to see that that's going to be brought over. And Yonunakuni, of course, is going to be brought over as well. Yeah,
2: so. that's uh, the PS4 version that's uh, heading west uh, next year.
0: Yeah, PS4 only. Um, people, of course, should talk to uh, Koei Tecmo on their Twitter if they want the Vita version as well. Or just, you know, email them and all that. And what uh, it, uh, sounds like. it sounds like...
3: It sounds like Koei Tecmo actually has to, like, you know... <laughs> They have to get some sort of approval from the from the you know mother base to get access. Oh, I'm, to I'm sure.
0: I'm sure a lot of the reason why they're only announcing a PS4 version is probably because the Vita versions didn't sell well at all. That's <laughs> yeah. probably why it's it's going to be really difficult for them to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, convinced uh, in Japan Anyways, uh, that they should be braiding over the other versions and not just the console releases, because the Vita is pretty much on its way out. As much as I love the right. Vita, it's like. I I'm I'm always very almost like shocked when a Vita game is announced anymore. That's kind of how it is.
3: Yeah, but it, it just sounds like, you know, whatever the whatever the final outcome is, it's not all on, you know, the localization branch. It's, you know, the whole company that makes this decision. Yeah.
0: Be a buy a PS4 yeah. and then do remote play on the Vita. There you go. <laughs> as as crappy as that sounds. <laughs> but yeah, so um that was another big uh piece of news. Uh Yona we've uh already talked about really it's a lot of news coming out of the site we've been posting a lot about that game that you guys can check on rpgsitenet.net um for all the latest updates for that game but another big piece of news coming out is yakuza uh had a big reveal darren your your baby uh had some big news yeah i was really excited to hear about it because i actually Upon viewing the
1: news, which is a uh, they announced a remake of the original Yakuza game, which is honestly regarded as the best story, it but it hasn't necessarily aged well in terms of gameplay and whatnot. Oh no, late but, PS2 uh, so era. They, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that no? The was the first one early PS2 era, then the second one was like late PS2 era, or it's they that's both like late,
0: late. They just localized late PS2 era. That's yeah, why that's why probably, yeah, yeah. They didn't want to bring over some of the other ones, or at least it took a lot of convincing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because Yakuza 1, Yakuza 1 was an interesting take where they had like all the English voice actors and like, you had Mark Hamill playing Majima, who is yeah. playing the, right. uh, oh, a big gosh. role in uh, the remake. Uh, Majima's going to play a big role. They have an entire like mechanic centering around him. So for those of you who don't know, Majima's the guy at the eye patch in the Yakuza games.
0: Crazy dude. And
1: he, uh, yeah, he's crazy. And in every single game, he is a boss fight. That yep. is a reoccurring theme throughout the series. And to kind of poke fun at that and that he was a character in yakuza zero which i actually just ordered an import copy of upon viewing the trailer for the new games they announced i uh great
0: by the way for for zero i just oh i've
1: I've heard really good things about it and they're using the same engine so that's gonna look look and play fantastic
0: yakuza one uses zero's engine is that it
1: yeah yeah Yeah. directly it will import your save data as well awesome for uh kiryu you'll uh, be able to carry over some of your skills and uh, experience. How do they do that? Interesting. That's cool.
0: How do they, how do, well, they do that? That's amazing. Like te- the techni- uh, technical things about that is sounds kind of staggering because it's a well, remake. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I'm really looking forward to the Majima mode where he stalks you throughout the entire game and just randomly <laughs> challenges you to boss fights. Yeah. They show oh off God. the trailer. They show him just randomly jumping from a roof yeah. to attack Kiryu. They show him being a cop and he just randomly pulls Kiryu over and then it's just him. Uh, the most infamous picture from the trailer, I, I, or it might have been from a separate thing out of the Sony event, or the Sony conference, where it shows, like, he's in a cabaret club or somewhere, and there's a girl in a pink dress with a blonde wig, and Kiryu kind of walks in all nonchalantly, <laughs> and walks past the girl, all of a sudden she turns, and it's Majumi's like, aha, I have you now, Kiryu-chan. God, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's so good so I'm really curious to see where uh, all that goes and they also announced uh, Yakuza 0 or 6 or not 6. 0 Yakuza, yeah. 6. 6. Yakuza so, 0 did they 6.
0: announce anything big out of 6 I mean it, it I, I think just it confirmed it was a thing
2: it's uh, the, for Yakuza 6 they confirmed that's it's a PS4 only uh, so I think I, I forgot Yakuza Kiwami is only PS4 only as well but for the for a new mainline Yakuza game oh, that's a big that made, thing
0: they me out about that game too
2: yeah <laughs> So, oh, wait, man, they,
0: Yeah, yeah Kiwami is a PS4 only,
2: yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is the the name of that uh, first uh, Ones remake. Yeah. And uh, it's, not, it's not only that uh, Majima mode as well, they have a ton of new content, like new episodes and stuff going into that. So it's not just like a straight up port. There's there, there's actually a substantial amount of like story related things and side activities and whatnot being added into that to be revealed at a later time.
0: Yeah, I think it's like what they also talked about, if I remember with Kiwami, is that... If you buy Kiwami, which is out in January, I think it's like the 20, 20th, 21st or something, uh, you get a demo code for Yakuza 6, which is going to be out next yeah. fall, um, mm. if I remember. And so, and yeah, the, the that, that's why it's got to be PS4 only, I guess, is because there's, there's all these connections into it, um, but yeah.
1: That's insane. I also insane. think from a localization yeah. standpoint, it would make a lot of sense to bring the remake over because... It could give, uh, especially Western audiences, a chance to start fresh with the series. Isn't a yeah. zero the prequel score.
0: though? They could bring up a Yakuza Zero, and then oh, Koi. I wish, but I don't <laughs> see that
1: wish. I, I think the remake of One makes a lot of sense because it's a, it would make a perfect starting point for the series. Whereas I think Yakuza, the case with the Yakuza Zero is that it kind of shows you all these like missing blank uh, these missing links to certain characters. Like I think one of the main points for Zero is that it shows you kind of Majima's backstory, which not a lot of people know about. Or they never really dwell deep into.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I mean, you probably would be kind of... You'd have to be more uh, known about the series to play, enjoy Yakuza 0 anyway. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's where he came from. Oh, that's, that's where he grew up. I don't know. That seems yeah, like... it's
2: going to be a challenge to really get the West uh, up to par with Yakuza at this point. I'm, w- I'm wondering if they'll continue with the Yakuza series after f- uh, 5.
1: Yeah, 5 still is... at some point this fall. Yeah,
0: Yakuza: Kiwami is also for PS three, apparently. I just okay. Up. Okay. All right. So it's there just, we go. Six is only for PS four. Mm-hmm. So they're still trying to bring the other the old crew back in. So, but that's I wonder what that game is gonna look like on PS three. I mean, Yakuza three and four look like, incredible too. So I'm not gonna be too shocked. Anyway, that
2: engine is so solid. I mean, just yeah, <laughs> I'm still amazed at like the graphics of Yakuza these days.
0: Oh, absolutely. And and when you think about it, Yakuza one and two, like the crowd. The crowds are huge in those games. We talk about Persona 4 uh, being like late PS2 as well. That was like 2008, I think. Um, yeah, late 2008. Not many people in that game, but then again, that's you know it's supposed to be a small town. Persona 3 also was like that. Yakuza had like huge crowds of people walking around with their daily lives. And so seeing that rendered again uh, with the latest technologies, I would love to see that game. But you wonder how interested sega is in bringing those games over sega has been talking a lot about you know they feel like they need to go back and appeal to their fans once more because they feel like they've let them down but what exactly <laughs> does that mean does that more mean games or what does that mean for the west
1: I, like i said i think the remake's a perfect point for yeah. them to start fresh i i think it'd be a huge wasted opportunity especially given the playstation 4 sales in uh, north america especially
0: yeah and mostly it's probably the same like text right and other than those new modes, like the the Majima mode, I uh, yeah. was talking. So well, I wonder
1: if they'll uh, if if they do decide on a localization. Wonder if they'll uh, bring back the English dub. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I would <laughs> I would be so happy for that just for Mark Hamill's Majima again. That would
0: be. Great. So that was weird. He sounded like Joker sometimes. It was great. I loved it. So um, yeah, then I mean, Yakuza, Um, once again, big reveal for that. But then, um to go back to the sony's conference that you were talking about they also uh something that they teased before or at least showed a picture of they announced new bloodborne dlc the old hunters out this november for the west as well for twenty dollars which is pretty cheap Oh, Um, oh yeah but i guess it depends on what the content is do you guys know what actually is a part of that like how significant it is
2: uh, it's pretty significant because they're leaving it as an expansion. So you've, uh, we're left to assume that to be a substantial amount of content. They revealed like you know, uh, new we- uh, new weapons in it. I saw. I think we saw like two to three new weapons, uh, which uh, addresses you know like uh, a big complaint of the game, like that they didn't have enough weapons Is that and that Like thirteen
0: weapons or something in that game. Just a very I, short amount? I, 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 I
2: forget the exact amount, but uh, all yeah, these there's new like weapons, there's only like
3: ten. Oh,
0: 10? Okay.
2: Yeah, like they have this, uh, they show off like this curved sword that like transforms into a bow, no. bow and arrow. What? Like it looks so cool. And then like what what they do with this uh, bow and arrow is like it uses your uh, quicksilver bullets uh, as ammo, uh, but you can also uh, use that arrow as like a
1: slashing weapon as well. Man, and, uh, it looks so cool. And the really important thing about all the new weapons they're talking about is that they're going to be distributed throughout the game. So even if you start fresh with the expansion installed, you can get these new weapons early on still. Which uh, does help alleviate that problem a lot of people had with the lack of weapon variety.
0: Mm -hmm. Are they they going to do anything with the Chalice Dungeons at all? I don't think think they've talked
1: about that at all. we, We only know one new area for sure, correct? There's only been one new area that's been confirmed?
2: I think so and we also know that uh the new boss in it is uh very very story relevant like if yeah. you guys remember yeah. uh ludwig uh yeah. we had ludwig's holy sword uh and so we get to see more of you know the backstory behind at least one of the weapons and see what that's all about because it's uh titled the old hunters so yeah it's, it's all be- it's all
3: about the you know bloodborne just like the rest of the souls games has a bunch of lore and you, you see these names pop up in like like dropped in dialogue or in equipment, so it's like kind of going to extrapolate on that a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, really cool. Yeah, and I guess it's I'm reading the the release. It's set in a nightmare world, you know. So it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like you know this. I guess uh, you know this dream that you know there's you know obviously a big theme in the game uh, where we get to see some of these you know characters, and it's kind of it sounds like it could be some really interesting things that they'll stra- extrapolate on.
0: So characters that may have died in the game or something you can see in the dream, or do characters probably
1: probably among those lines. This a lot of the details for this uh, expansion remind me a lot of Artorias of the Abyss for uh, Dark right. Souls, uh-huh. which is where you got to meet yeah. a character who is super important in the lore, and he actually got to go to the point where he was around, and that's that's what this kind of reminds me and of. The,
0: and the, was it like in like Demon Souls when you see like those pictures between scenes or something? Yeah that'd
2: be great i'm psyched it's more bloodborne i love bloodborne if any any reason for me to go back to bloodborne and uh try try out new weapons uh, fight new bosses explore new areas i i'm in Have oh you guys yeah for been sure been
0: up on any of the dark souls 3 stuff that was shown at tgs as well
2: a little bit because it like wasn't the,
0: anything the, uh, the, necessarily the new yeah those yeah. gameplay footage and one of the boss fights looked like a big old pain in the ass because he's got like this weird ripping move like he swings his blade around over and over and over and over again like at a faster rate. I'm like how are you supposed to dodge that thing? It looks like a real pain in the ass from what I saw.
2: From what I understand that they showed at TGS is like they had like the almost the same exact uh, demo from E3 but they introduced magic into Dark Souls 3 now mm-hmm. like they finally uh, got that, uh, unveiled that. And now in uh, Dark Souls 3 you have two types of Estus Flask. The standard one where it refills your health and there's another one that you have that refills your magic gauge. So. And they, I guess the other
1: big detail from Dark Souls 3 is that they brought back the magic bar from uh, Demon Souls, yep. which all the Dark Souls games use limited magic uses. So now you have a magic bar to dictate your limited magic uses.
0: I don't know how I feel about that because I kind of – that's how I got through Dark Souls um, 2 was just using Soul Arrow and all this other stuff like over and, uh, with the the quantity that I had. But I guess it's – you'll be able to spend your money on other things, I guess. I'm interested And you'll to also have the
1: new Estus for it, so... Oh, yeah. I think I think, uh, there won't be a lack of magic.
0: It's got yeah, the, yeah it's, it seems like... Well, it's going to be moving so fast, because it's like Bloodborne now, with uh, all the dodging and stuff like that, but they brought back shields, I guess, so it's not quite like that.
1: From what I heard from a, a couple of YouTubers who got hands-on time with it at a separate event from uh, both E3 and TGS, they said it, it felt more in line with Dark Souls 1 pace-wise, but just slightly quicker oh. interesting
2: yeah they have that the new blade art system in uh, dark souls 3 so is that does that like work does that work in conjunction with magic elf you know
1: uh it's its own thing for the different weapons okay okay so like for some weapons it'll be a stance it could be a different attack it could just be a, a temporary buff so it seems okay. like they, it might be based on their own uses
2: I'm just to see, like, if you can, like, uh, mix and match, like, say, like, enchant, like, your weapon with, like, lightning, and then, like, uh, do the blade arts and see how that affects it, like, if it's a like, buff or something.
1: Oh, I totally think
0: they'd stack. That makes sense, I right? It's totally yeah. yeah. kind of about it was like in the other ones, too. <laughs> yeah,
3: Alex played the game, I think, at Bandai Numco UK somewhere, and the, the one thing that he really focused on was these new weapon arts um, and how the various weapons have different, you know, you know, different uses depending on what their, like, special ability actually does, so.
0: Yeah, we got a preview up on the site, check it out, uh, for Dark yeah, Souls Yeah, Alex wrote that before. up. Yeah, Alex, that's the what, what we're talking about. Um, so, we got the new Bloodborne DLC finally talked about, uh, once again, announced, was it November 24th, it's coming out here.
3: Yep. Yeah, Dark, Dark Souls, Souls was, 3
0: was April, I think.
3: I think they announced March for Japan. And, and, and then just, April. And April for just Generic April date for the rest of the world. Yeah,
0: April 2016. Yeah. Uh, Old Hunters DLC, going to be $20. Bucks. Um, Dark Souls 3, once again, you can check up on the site. Um, but another piece of big news um, uh, that we've got hands-on impressions on the site, Star Ocean 5, or Star Ocean Integrity and Faithlessness. Um, I guess, apparently, the... It's it's It takes on some of the more fun elements of 3. Oh, the, was it the combat of 3? Is that how it went? There are fun elements of Star Ocean 3?
1: I like it, music. I wasn't
3: so, aware. <laughs> Star Ocean 5 is directed by, I forget his name, let me look it up. It's the guy who directed Infinite Undiscovery, which is kind of a middling Xbox 360 exclusive. Um, One of the things that game did was that there was no, like, you know, like in Star Ocean, you have, you know, up to now, like a separate combat arena screen whenever you, you know, get into battle, whereas uh, Infinite Undiscovery just had, like, you know, it was more Kingdom Hearts with the party, you just kind of meet enemies on the field and, you know, engage them. Um, So this is directed by uh, Hiroshi Ogawa. And it's taking some of these influences um, with the seamless battles and the large parties. Like they said, you can have up to like seven people.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Participate.
0: Oh my gosh, um, that seems nuts. Like how busy is it going to be?
3: Yeah.
1: So, it didn't look too, too busy based on what they showed off from uh, the early game at TGS.
3: Yeah, well, it's definitely the- a little bit different from... The other Star Ocean games, I know when they first announced it, they were trying to... It was actually kind of amusing. They seemed to like bring up a lot of imagery that was reminiscent of Star Ocean 3, kind of like ignoring Star Ocean 4, which uh, kind of got you know it's a fair share of black. Um, but I'm actually
1: pretty interested in this game. No, So what you're saying is Star Ocean 5 will not have nappy time with Edgy. Hopefully not. Or is it sleepy time with Edgy? Is that, what, is that what the line is? I can't remember. I think it's sleepy time. Sleepy time with Edgy. Yeah, there we go. I've, I've never played. Star I'm Ocean a little 4. concerned about the game, just purely based off of how many influences they're taking from Star Ocean Three, because I think that's like the most middling experience of the entire series, and the main characters' combat animations look a lot like the main characters from a uh, Three. I like Star Ocean Three. Am I a bad person?
0: <laughs> I liked it. I thought the soundtrack was great. Like, that was no, thing I you know to what? The
1: soundtrack of that game is phenomenal. But in any game where if you run an MP, you die, I think there's... Oh, there's I think that's uh, cool.
4: Sarshan
3: 4, it's characters are like basically as bad as you can get.
1: Oh yeah, um, Starship 4 has a terrible story and terrible yeah. characters, and but the, that combat is so fun. The visuals of the yeah.
0: characters too is just... Awful. I didn't know yeah,
3: it. but weird. the I, I always felt that Star Ocean 4 had like really great structure in combat. Like there are a lot yeah. of dungeons. Some of them are really kind of intricate and long. Um, there's a lot of optional content, like extra areas, side quests. You know, there's lots of chests to collect. Um, there's a crafting system, lots of post-game content. And I thought it kind of did a lot of other things fairly well, except for like its story and characters. Except
1: for some of the stuff that really matters to a lot of people who play RPGs, unfortunately. But I, I totally agree with you on Star Ocean 4.
3: Um, so I'm kind of hoping that this game can kind of hopefully... I mean, it can only go up, right? Um,
1: <laughs> That's what
0: I hope. I mean, That's the hope, yeah, for the whole series, I guess. Because like, we didn't even know this was going to exist for the longest time because of the fate of Triace, So being bought by a mobile company in Korea, I think it was. <laughs> so
3: It is kind of nice to see the series kind of revived, you know, in a sense. I know it wasn't, like, dead for that long, but just... Interesting to see where just, they try just to, to still take it have from
4: that right. hope. Well, we and I'm really hopeful like for that. what they. Oh, sorry.
0: Oh, I was just saying like we posted that like engine tech demo for Star Ocean a while back and thought like okay that's great. Now they're not going to do anything with it, right? <laughs> so.
1: Well, was, well, speaking of the engine, they're saying that they're striving to get uh, 60 frames per second for the uh, combat wow which is something i really hope they do because yeah, like, i recently found out that tales of hysteria is hard locked to 30 which is incredibly disappointing on pc too it sounds on like every it sounds like platform. they had
3: something to do with the, the game logic there and yeah, they tied
0: probably, all the animations to uh
1: like, the frame rate which is something it, that man. you should avoid doing yeah, yeah.
0: But I'm, you, people are going to totally mod it anyway. It's like, who cares? Durante or someone's going to come in there and mod it to make it 60. And then Hopefully. everything's just going to break. Yeah, that's what will happen. It's probably a good idea we shouldn't have done this. Uh, we, we shouldn't test fate with this. So, um, But people are going to find reasons to complain anyway. So we'll find out. So Star Ocean Five. What did they show? Well, yeah, Star Ocean <laughs> Five and I mean, Faithlessness. It looks good. It looks really good. I mean, it's the combat looked fluid um, from what I've seen in the trailer, and so I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that for a game that's going to be cross-platform. You know, like it, it still looks pretty good, but you know the the director of Infinite Undiscovery doesn't really give you a lot of faith. Um, but once again, it's he probably had a lot of limitations on that other on that game and like how much of a budget he got because you're talking about releasing an RPG on the 360 like how many other console games were Square Enix putting out at that time besides Final Fantasy 13 and you know some of these other games that were coming out so well I'm hopeful I'm hopeful that's that's where I stand because I yeah you're not you do not have faithlessness no I'm faithful about this faithlessness I don't know
2: uh, uh, yeah, I, I I dig it. I mean, because uh, it seems like that, you know, at least combat is going to be swift, uh, quick, and of course that seamlessness uh, works to its advantage. Uh, I'm interested to see how a full, like, seven-party uh, battle will actually go, like, uh, managing that, like, in an intense boss battle and whatnot. I think you can, like, switch characters on the fly during battle, right?
3: Yeah, I, I, our, our person, uh, John, who played it at TGS, said he could only control three of the party members, but there's a little confusion, like, if the other party members were just, like, like, temporary fill-ins, uh, not actual party members, so, I, was I he was a little confused. Yeah. Like, you can only switch between three and the other four, are kind of, like, just kind of, like, backup, I guess, but I don't know if that's actually the case.
0: Could be, or they just didn't want to confuse whoever or, was it's just like de-
3: It might have just, just been, like, a demo limitation. Yeah, not not that
0: Liz, yep. I mean, have you got any ties to Starsh and Liz?
5: Uh, I don't really like Star Ocean that much. The only oh, game man. I've, the only game I liked was the second one and I didn't like, I did, I played one and three and didn't like them. I watched someone play four and thought that was not a, not a good idea to even try. That's so a,
0: a speaking
3: version of, of version. Star Ocean two, uh, yes,
0: they also announced separate. that they so they already announced the Vita port, uh, the Vita release, the remake coming out a while back. People seem to like be really shocked about it ever existed, but I'm like, you know, we posted about it too uh, a while back that Star Ocean Second uh, Second Evolution, the PSP uh, version of the second game, was going to get a beta release. But they announced that it's also going to be ported to the PlayStation 4 because why not? Um, so that was big news and I really really hope that it's going to be localized.
3: I mean, it doesn't sound like it's like a full remake. Yeah, it's, it's probably just like the port. PSP just... port with maybe yeah, some new remakes. character arts. You know, yeah, so. I'd be
5: surprised if they didn't Bring it over. Like to be evolution,
0: honest. like the second, like the Trails in the Sky evolution games that are coming out. Yeah,
3: something like that. Just kind of like an upgraded, up updated port.
0: You know, I'll toys for that. With, they gotta do something that. that makes it look okay on the big screen. That's right. Uh,
1: maybe, hopefully.
0: Because the Vita only goes up to 1080i. Gotta make it 1080p, 60 frames. <laughs> Star Ocean: The Second Evolution.
1: I mean, if they can't do that for Star Ocean 2, it doesn't instill a lot of faith for uh, the new one for their uh, reaching that yeah. lofty goal of 60 Star Ocean frames.
0: 5's engine. That's how they gotta do it. <laughs> Yeah, hey yeah, hey, that, hey 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 that's a good i'm
1: not i'm not
2: i'm i'm up for that yeah. i need that for a star ocean 2 remake with the star ocean 5
0: engine, i'd great. rather have that than star ocean five days <laughs> and all that oh my gosh that would be fun i i miss playing i i haven't played star ocean two since i was a kid when that game first came out um and I, the first time I ever got into crafting, in RPGs was Star Ocean Two. And so Star Ocean has some crazy crafting. That was di- crazy difficult too, because you had to like find all these items, these materials, and and you all almost, these modifiers, all these modifiers, <laughs> and it was you would almost never find the materials. to so have the you right a skill level for it. Items. Yeah, yeah.
3: I remember in Star Ocean Four, like uh, in the Xbox 360 version, I think they fixed it in the PS3 version. You could just like create like weapons that give you like literally like. Like a one thousand two hundred percent boost in money and EXP.
0: <laughs> how does that even work it's with a weapon? Like how do you affect your experience if, with your money? If with I remember
3: weapon? correctly, it was some weird like it wasn't necessarily a glitch at the time, but like you could like put like food items in your weapons and like totally mess with uh <laughs> your your EXP and money modifiers. Like it didn't really make sense, but you could do it. So bizarre. And then hour. they changed it for the they changed it for the PS three release. But I remember yeah. doing that. <laughs>
2: That sounds great, feeding like your weapons and food.
0: It's like just shoving like food in, on All your right. weapon and just rubbing yeah, across the blade. Yeah, that sounds good.
2: That sounds good. We should, we should reintroduce that to RPGs. Oh, my God.
1: I like Isn't that. that what Valkyrie Drive is? You gotta feed your weapons in that, do uh,
2: Oh, right. That was a thing. Uh, yeah, probably. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt
0: about, it. Like, the 360s to the PS3 release. Back in the time when like 360 was beta testing PS3 releases like Star Ocean, uh, the international version on the PlayStation 3, and then you had Eternal Sonata, Bioshock, all those games coming out That's of that. Fair, yeah. That was, yeah. uh, a also... great experience. So, yeah, so Star Ocean, yeah, Star Ocean 5, you can check up on our hands-on impressions that uh, Adam was talking about, John, um, our guy at TGS posted about. Um, he also posted his impressions of um, Ace Attorney 6, uh, Dragon Quest Builders, which hasn't gotten uh, a localization announcement yet, but really hope that we get something soon. He also
3: um, posted about Neo from yeah, Koei. Yeah,
0: Neo from Koei Tecmo, the uh, sort of Dark Soulsy y uh, take, but resurrected after a decade of nothing because I think that's that was announced of, as a launch title.
3: <laughs> that's but kind of one of those weird resurrections, like, yeah. you never would have expected. And, like, it was kind of a game that, you know, people literally like forgot about and, like, oh.
0: Like it's just a name only. And that's and like kind of the concept. Cause I was like, I was thinking like, isn't like Den kind of supposed to be what that was anyway? Like it was uh, demons and finding and finding them. But Neo is totally just ne- uh, I guess an excuse.
2: Neo looks freaking cool because it's like a modernized like hard take on like Onimusha, and like that's, I'm totally cool with that.
0: <laughs> it looks super fluent and nuts and
2: yeah, X on it is nice. Like the visual design of it is insane what they try to pardon do with this me, stuff. If, oh,
3: pardon dude. me if this isn't like the actual best uh summary, but it sounds like every like Otaku's best dream, like a Western person goes to Japan and becomes a samurai and fights <laughs> demons.
0: was it was it, was it what Onimusha was like that? Was it like three with uh John uh, Renault? John uh, Renault. Yeah. Like <laughs> kinda
3: of like that, yeah. Yeah, it's kinda of like
0: that. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, that's you wanna pair a French dude with a with a whip. Uh so <laughs>
3: Yeah, Neo looks freaking cool. I hope to
2: yeah, see
0: more yeah, of lot,
3: that. Lots, lots, of, lots of comparisons to Onimusha and Dark Souls. So.
0: It seems like an easy choice for localization, too, because it's got all the hooks, and it's like a perfect time to bring a game like that over. That's for sure.
3: Koei is pretty pretty good with all the localization. Oh, too, yeah. So
0: yeah, totally. Oh, I mean, it, it, they've it, localization. most. The people are like so bummed out, like, oh, they're not going to bring it over. It's like kanye has been bringing over most of they're their. They're bringing
3: over like, like the Nobunaga games, right? Like
2: yeah, they're bringing over the <laughs> Nobunaga games.
3: Uh, they're even bringing uh, the the new uh, Arslan Senki
2: Dynasty uh, Warriors game over, and that's like not really that big here at all. You yeah, know? They,
0: actually, they did uh, Nobunaga's Ambition Sphere of Influence was released like um a few weeks ago. I still yeah, need to play it, I own it. I still should play it, but I think they're also talking about maybe didn't they? No. Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13 is getting uh, an English release in Asia, and so... Yeah, that I, hasn't been
3: announced for localization otherwise. I get to no. play
0: that in English either way. I'm gonna so, like,
2: Im- import that. Those games,
0: uh, playing on the PlayStation 2, like, grand strategy games, playing, like... It, I think it was, like, like was it even entries or odd entries or something like that, where you could either... you Like, you were forced to play as a general, but there was one of those games where you could play as just a random... Um, yeah um, person in uh running his uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the terminology but like some guy who just owned like this plot of land and this little town and you could decide whether you want to be a part of the warring states or just kind of do your own thing and most of the time i did my own thing so i i would be excited to see them start bringing more of those i mean they also announced uh tokiden 2 uh i don't think they really showed off anything about that other than that trailer of yeah that it was just like a
3: cg and... trailer showing some woman And some big demon thing. The the main thing they announced that it was open world. So the first Tokiden Tokiden had like a mission structure. It was totally Um,
0: Monster Hunter, that's what it was. Yeah,
3: where this is open world. So I think that's the main thing they revealed.
0: And, (laughs) you know, giving Tokiden credit, like the gameplay itself is, you know, reminiscent of Monster Hunter, but the story in those games was really, really, really good. And so I'm excited to see what they do with an open world structure. That's for sure um
2: what's what's the premise of tokiden i I know i don't really know much of tokiden i played like the a demo of psr version
0: it's basically about um uh once again uh demons are spilling out from this portal from the north uh destroying humanity and so everyone's kind of been uh forced into these like these last remaining um areas these last uh these uh, outposts if you will uh, i think they're actually called outposts yeah outposts of uh, where humans um, are trying to survive while demons start to bring themselves down kind of like delaying the inevitable as it were okay uh, right. and so and everyone's kind of fighting against each other like they're not working together like they should and so um they've created like these group of hunters that um you're nameless person, like you you create your own character and you're a part of this group of people trying to hold back the demons And so you go out every so often and try to force people back, but you have like these events where demons have come knocking on your door and you have to run out there and help them, but it's all about the characters themselves, there's really great character development and and, um, these important people that you fight with Um, the second one um, Kwame that just came out was really, uh, I, I think I I really enjoyed that game. Um, I have a review for both games on the site, but that's kind of how it is. It's just demons invading, and you're trying to hold them back. Um, and by doing all these, uh, like Adam was talking about, this very structured, this mission structure uh, that's enforced. But there's all these different weapons and things like that, and it's actually like. For people who aren't totally into Monster Hunter, it's much more uh, player-friendly. So it's got like lock-on and all these other things that are make the experience a lot more palatable for people who aren't totally into the more hardcore nature that Monster Hunter is. But it's a lot of you know, tearing out the limbs of enemies and using that to craft new weapons and equipment. And there's like a ton of equipment, like a ton of armor sets and uh, weapons that you can pick up and use. And so that was kind of the very fun aspect about that i sunk a lot of time into those games
1: did the second one include the entire first game if i recall yeah. correctly yes
0: it's it's like a remake and then some that's pretty much what it was not, not so much a remake but it, it was like a remaster and then some so you would pick up uh your game you I, I had to go through the game again i think but like um i think my level carried over there's a way to like take your save progress and carried it over to kwami um which i did and so i think i kind of (laughs) steamrolled kwami because i had a high level character but yeah that's that's exactly what it is and it's on pc too so it's not just on uh, vita and playstation 4. you can also get it for the pc now uh that came out like a few months ago so that's fun to pick up um but not to stay too much with that stuff uh we also got a lot of news over another bandai namco property project cross zone 2. Uh, which I got to play some at E three and had a lot of fun with. It seemed like a lot of the same, but the, I guess the more exciting news is the uh, the characters that they're adding.
3: Yeah, they they announced like some Nintendo property characters, no, most notably Fire Emblem's Chrom, and Lucina as a as a pair unit. Yes.
1: Yeah. They I'm really want me to buy this game, don't they?
0: Fiona from Xenoblade Chronicles is also in yep. it. Yep.
3: So, Cosmos is in it. Like yes. everyone expected her to be, and oh, she's boy. paired up with Fiora from Xenoblade Chronicles. So. Well two monolith characters, well I guess Nintendo, technically for Fiora. But yeah, they're all they're paired up and
0: Isn't isn't Project Cross-Zone developed by Monolith or am I thinking of Yes, Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's developed by Monolith. Yeah, yeah. So but then you got uh, Sagata Sanchiro.
2: that's a freaking <laughs> Sa- great Sagata, addition
0: uh I grew up yeah watching those commercials
2: and then there there're like some leaks of it so they have Street Fighter's Ingrid in there as well as like a solo unit and uh Rio from Shenmu in it as well
0: of course they do like yeah. it seems like it's it's like a Smash Brothers but with the strategy RPG in it that's the that's the funnest part about that. They also
3: relatively recently, not not T D S but the Resident Resident of Fate trio is back. So that, oh yeah, Resident that's
2: right. We yeah. mm-hmm. got
1: a great selection of characters in those games. Shame that the game itself is so yeah. boring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently, I know, like, they're really that, that was the biggest bummer that they had about the original. People didn't like the story, and the, so they're working hard to make it more interesting and makes more. I'm sense. not talking about the story, I'm just talking about game. I know, it, I know,
3: I never it, played, it played it the got, original. It
0: got old real quick.
3: Did it get like
1: repetitive with like excessive on excessive Like each map would take like an hour plus? It got yeah. really silly. Like, and the, uh, I think the biggest problem with the game is that you're like, I want to play with these three characters. And then, of course, the ones that you want to play aren't unlocked until, like, halfway through the game. Yeah. So I, I'll be curious to see how they balance that out, especially some of those uh, new additions like uh, Sega Shanshiro or, and Krom and Lucina and whatnot.
0: They got, like, the God Eater characters in it as well. Uh, yeah, from God cool Eater 2 and God Eater 1. Yeah. I it's all full fan service, just like the first one, it seems, yeah.
2: I mean, it's not necessarily like you know, like the story in the first one. Was, it's like standard, whatever. Like the yeah, character interactions, mean, interesting. Game. Crossover yeah, it's a, it's a crossover game, but I've, I, they're at least trying to address some of like the gameplay flaws in the first one. I mean, they're, you know, they've been they, they've been they've been trying to like very slowly trying to refine the gameplay like ever since Napco crossed Capcom, right? So. yeah. I beat uh, that game. That game was fun. <laughs> it, it's fun, but it's still. But that still was like awfully slow, though. Yeah,
0: it was, it was a it was a big drag. But I, I, I think it's because uh, of all the characters I saw, and it was it was yeah. new to me that whole concept of combining these different series together like this in a strategy RPG.
2: Yeah, so hopefully they kind of match that out because the like I I respect that they're trying to uh, refine the actual system with all these uh, you know I forget always forget the terminology for this system, but I, I feel like they need to address the main core problem, just like the reinforcements and how long these stages take, like but over the halfway point. Because like over the halfway point, there's like so so many big like HP pools on like all these enemies and whatnot. And then after you defeat these enemies, hey, there's another reinforcement wave that adds like 50 new enemies to the map, and along with this just uh, stage boss that has like I don't know absurdly huge HP. It's just it, it, it drains you, you know. Yeah,
1: it's also a Super Robot Wars problem. Yeah, that series is also very infamous for like never ending reinforcements.
2: Yeah, I mean it. It, it, it kind of addresses that in like some of the most recent iterations, but it's still still definitely a problem in those.
0: Yeah, and then you got once again Kiryu and. Majima. <laughs> oh yeah, from the,
2: from their dead souls reincarnation. Yeah, it's true.
0: That's that's the, it. Just it just seems like they're trying to make it like the story more logical. But once again, it, it obviously I seems think... like another game where someone wants to just spend hours and hours just building up the characters, like any SRPG. Would yeah,
3: be. I think I mean this isn't like surprising or shocking, but I think they literally said, uh, you know, the reason why we're including all these characters is because people love characters.
0: <laughs> yeah. Please <laughs> but, like, buy
1: our game. Yeah.
0: That's legit. <laughs> And it's a good sign when it's like it was announced so close to the like it was announced to be I think it was because it was leaked uh, for a Western version before it even was announced for Japan, Uh, so that's I think that's that's great to see that they're doing that. But it it kind of it also kind of like saddens you seeing these characters from properties that'll never never be brought over like. The Sakura Wars and .hack and uh, God Eater, like the series that like, are they ever going to exist or are they ever going to be brought over? It's like this, that's how I felt when I saw Project Cross Zone, the first one, I was like, oh, this is great, but it makes me sad. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I
2: mean, uh, yeah, it's just one of those like, uh, the, the, this is their future, right? I mean, the, both of, most of these things are like, they were kind of cool nods to history and whatnot. And that's they, just whatever, it's a crossover project i mean it's not necessarily like oh man i'm gonna get depressed that like there's no more future of these series because you never know it's, yeah. uh, it sucks when but... you see
0: like lucas and smash brothers from other three like oh yeah. man it's
2: it, it, it's kind of funny though that like uh, how god eater 2 in this game uh serves the same purpose how valkyria chronicles 3 was in project cross zone one It's like hey look at this game that like never got a western release is now in here yeah
0: and in, in, in speaking of Cosmos, I mean, it's it's great to see a Xenosaga character. I actually check like Harada's Twitter account every now and then. Someone has to like bug him about the Xenosaga HD uh, re- remake that he keeps saying like, I, I really want to make this, guys. You just have to show Japan that you really want it too. And so he's like, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight for it every step of the way. Um, and I need your encouragement and all this stuff. And it's like, come on, man. It's, I'd love to see it be brought back. But... That's that's kind of how it stood, but other than that, I mean, with Project Cross on 2, once again, they show a lot of Ace Attorney 6, um, uh, bringing back Apollo Justice, that was kind of the, the big news out of there, other than the impressions piece you guys can see on the site, uh, that, it, it seems like, Ace Attorney 6 seems to be a lot of the, uh, a lot of the stuff you expect out of Ace Attorney, but leans more into the supernatural stuff, but that's there's still not a whole lot to go off of, but just kind of wrapping up on the TGS talk, another release was the 13 Sentinels. Uh, how do you sp- us pronounce this? Aegis a- a-
2: a- a- ages from. Be- before that, was there a, a release just- date for Project
1: Cross Zone 2?
3: <laughs> November in Japan, February everywhere else. That's right. Okay.
1: And like right. towards the end of February. Oof, that's got some stiff competition 2016.
0: Yeah, everything <laughs> being released around there. Deus Ex around that time, too. It's, it's, oh, God.
3: I mean, on, on the 3DS alone, there's Fire Emblem Fates and also Bravely Second. Oh, wow. Well, oh, already, my God. It's <laughs> dead. It's oh, dead.
0: Second. <laughs> I forgot about They, they doomed uh, themselves.
1: It, it's, it's dead. The game died. I don't see it anymore. Yeah, no. it, it got to be off the list. Oh, my God. I forgot about those games coming out like that at uh, the same time. I forget because I already hmm. imported Fire Emblem If and I've already played it, but I forget about the English release. Damn, I know, Braver- Yeah. I forgot about Bravely
0: Second. They haven't talked about that game in months. Yeah, Bravely like, Second no
3: is weird. Like, I know, I know some people who played it and, like, liked it a lot, but then you kind of just, you know, whatever, like, you just, I don't know. They haven't I just said heard it was on. kind of more
1: of the
0: same.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: what I've heard. But
0: other than that, I mean, it, like, once again, like thir- uh, not to, not to talk too much about about like Thirteen Sentinels. It's Atlas. It's Vanilla Wear, They announced the game that they're working on. It's a sci-fi game. Um, I think There's a lot mecha's... of people are going to be more uh, like approachable, and this game is far more approachable because it's a it's more set in kind of a more modern or slightly.
3: But they haven't modern. really shown like what type of game it is. Like yeah. it's, it's
1: got robots. Second. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't some matter some what type of, of game somewhere. it is, It has a giant robot and it had really cool music, so I'm already on board. Yeah,
0: and the visuals and look people, amazing. It looks yeah, a fantastic. Lot of people,
3: a lot of people uh, likened the music to uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, so. yes. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I definitely uh, heard that similarity.
3: And not only the music, of course, but just kind of the. And obviously, Ghost in the Shell didn't really have me- giant mechas like that, but. <laughs> Well, sort
0: this, of. Is, this is what I love about VanillaWare. They're sticking to their guns. They're going to keep with the 2D style. They're not going to go what? all Kina Fighters bullshit on this. It's going to be. Oh, uh, don't even remind something me something of Porpoise. The, they're going to stick into the 2D look and Wait. really phone, uh, bring it oh, home, right. and I love it.
2: Yeah, this new uh, Atlas and the VanillaWare collaboration is uh, an interesting thing because it, we get more Kamitani art, and that's always a yes. damn good thing. Like, uh, just Everything about that, uh, the teaser of it, looked. There's So much uh, well,
0: depth, like when they're walking in and seeing like the bicycles uh, in the in the in the alleyways behind them, and they're walking through the school. That's it the was, best thing about
2: this. The Kamitani is doing like like a, a like a city now, like a like a, a painted city. city landscape, and it's, it's just some like caves wow. or
0: something somewhere, or like, like, oh yes, jungle <laughs> or forest. There's or me, there's
2: mecca
1: designs in it, and it's just like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah, it it is is like Atlas a attached thing. the title that kind of instills faith that there will be an English release. Exactly. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sure it sure. will be
0: cuz once again Atlas seems to be more into bringing games over than they used to. Uh, I think Atlas has just
1: realized that us westerners really like to spend money.
0: Exactly.
1: I mean the, 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 there has been like no uh slack from them in terms of releases. It seems
2: like Don't every month they have a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like like Dragon's Crown like sold immensely well over here, you know. Yeah, so that game well, is
0: great. I love and it. And they they announced
3: Odin Sphere, yeah. uh the remake, a, HD version yeah. really quickly, so they
2: thrust here. Yeah, it's uh that's going to be early next year as well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm okay with that cuz Odin Sphere is once again relevant and that's always a good
3: thing to me. Oh,
0: yeah. I I love I, I, I just I, I think like
3: especially Secret now that Dragon's Crown has been released and like you know, it, it seems like that helped Vanillaware get some you know, recognition. So now that Odin Spirit's getting a second chance. So Does that we mean, mean
1: we can that. confirm that Vita saved Villa- vanillaware? Yes. Yeah. The they Vita off sacrificed off. itself for vanillaware. <laughs> yes. That's okay. the we need to tell. Well
0: Dragon's Crown was on the PS three as well, so uh...
1: Oh, come on, Vita and Mira yeah, and, and Miramasa. On the, uh, Mar- on the, uh, yeah, Miramasa.
0: I've never played Miramasa yet. No. Oh no! I know you it's on the Vita. I should probably pick it up.
1: I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> yeah, it on like PlayStation Plus at one point, or at it least was? it had like a heavy discount on Plus. It's Probably
0: the discount, because I don't remember it being on PlayStation Plus. Otherwise, I'd be playing it right now if it was. But yeah, I've it's been it like for a few years. Yeah, they're they're both awesome
1: games. Yeah, I highly recommend them.
0: Other than that, I mean, they kind of firing off some other news they had uh new Danganronpa v3 uh they showed a bunch of monakumas um hanging around on a, a courtroom but that didn't seem like it was anything it was just like we need to put something here to talk about the game being out I think it was like someone's like well, one of the things was like the I forget her name but the the female monokuma she's saying like I don't even have a playstation oh like, uh, yeah. you shouldn't even be watching this <laughs> just Uh, it's
1: gonna be on a ps4 and vita yeah it's the biggest thing about it
0: that's crazy that it's it's crossing over to the consoles um i'm excited uh once again it seems like they're getting a bigger budget to make these games uh, and i'm all for that just hope it doesn't mean that they're gonna it's gonna get to their head um so i'm excited for that um and then Gravity Rush. I mean, it's yes. not an RPG, but Woo! let's talk about I, how I, amazing Gravity Rush is. Super psyched. Okay,
2: so the big news for Gravity Rush uh, at the SCJA conference uh, was that uh, first we're going to get a remaster of the first Gravity Rush for the PS4. Yes. And, and
0: a special um, edition box. I want that box. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. The, the, the,
2: the, the remaster runs at a full 60 frames, uh, and it's going to be just... Fully realized, uh, taking uh, advantage of the PS4 hardware, and then you, I'm assuming that you don't have to get forced gyroscopic scopic controls, and very, very I'm so excited, nice. and, and no, no like crazy loading times like the first one on Vita, and and yes. and then it just and of course like everyone when they first showed off that chair, it's like, but where's two? You know, I mean, I'm so I'm really happy about this remaster of where's two and right after that they showed like this new trailer of gravity rush 2 yes. and that looks just freaking amazing and that's for ps4 only yeah
0: well. built from the ground up for the PlayStation 4 like what you would have dreamed for people uh, obviously being bummed that it's not gonna be on the beta but uh, like ah uh, this is what I want to see you know I, as I, I think gravity rush is one of my favorite games ever and so yeah. being able to see that on a uh, fully realized on a console it was a sight to behold And it was great to see that, like, right after the remastered was announced, it was announced for the West. Like, it's coming out here February 9th, I think. Oh, Um, yeah. And so it's going to be brought over here. Obviously, poses well for Gravity Rush 2. Like, you didn't know what's going to happen, but it's fantastic to see. I mean, um, Shuei Yoshida was talking about playing Gravity Rush 2 like a few months ago, around E3 time. Um, And now that they've had this big reveal. I'm so excited to play that game again. I was going to say,
1: play. Project Cross Zone 2 is screwed. This is also in February? Like, yes. man,
0: they're married. <laughs> oh That's right. There's so many forgot? releases. Oh, my February gosh. And I think, oh. some game, I think was it? what game got delayed into February? I think, what was it? Um, I'm trying to say here.
3: Well, XCOM.
0: XCOM got delayed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and Deus uh, Ex. Yep.
3: Deus Ex February, next February. Year.
2: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> February, please. Oh, my uh, but yeah, Gra- fact, yeah like Gravity Rush 2 once again like like the, the environment is much more vibrant more colorful like I, I think like the first like kind of like uh, what's a good way to, to describe the first one's environments like kind of like it's
0: kind of cell shitty uh, yeah like. it was very, very like the palette uh, was bright and colorful and the music was fantastic as well like the soundtrack alone, um, freaking incredible and so I okay. like to talk about music a lot if you couldn't tell in yeah, game yeah. games but that was fantastic.
2: Oh yeah, and then once again, the uh, reminder that Gravity Rush is getting an anime adaptation as as well. Exactly. So just a big Gravity Rush
1: it's, breakout. It's just paving the way for Bloodborne in the anime. Hell just, yeah! yeah. The there we go. Exactly. Paving the way.
0: Can't wait. Let's <laughs>
1: so get all those PlayStation exclusives. Let's get them all their own anime. Yes. Uncharted anime. Here we go. Well, oh yeah. I
0: mean, like, do you think like Gravity Rush the anime is gonna keep with the made up language that they had in the, in that uh, game? Uh, I. I I hope so. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want Japanese or English. I want the. Well, you know language. what? That would yeah. make it
1: way easier to release everywhere. There you go. Because they wouldn't have yeah. to worry about dubbing over. They just have to change the subtitles. Well, I'll be.
0: I'll be watching it no matter even if it doesn't isn't brought over. I'll watch the fan subs. I'm so, going to watch
2: yeah. it. How is that going to work for like? Oh man, it's crazy. There's be
0: subtitles everywhere. That's all it is. <laughs> that's that's kind of <laughs> how the game was. It was. It was all like you had to read the text to to pay attention. You couldn't just listen to them talk. Which was great. I love games that create their own languages, like yeah. Shadow the Colossus did it, and Gravity Rush did it, and I and, love that. And,
2: um, but yeah, um, I think that's just Gravity Rush is what remains to be like one of the most fun experiences for me, especially it's... on a handheld. Like exploring that world, like with your gravity manipulation powers, was just it, it was a it was a quite a treat at that time.
0: And the characters were great. Um, just I can't I can't wait to play that game. Um, so, that's kind of the wrap up on on like kind of the big news coming out of Tokyo Game Show. More general news, but then uh, we've been talking a lot. But let's briefly talk about um, the Final Fantasy XV news coming out. Uh, it seemed like um, this time they so they showed the extended Dawn trailer, uh, but then they also talked about some of the characters uh, that they. Um, kind of been keeping under wraps for a bit they still won't talk about that dragoon lady i think that's the only thing that didn't we didn't learn about um but they understand like she plays an important role which obviously she does um (laughs) but was it gentalia is the is the name of the black haired girl
2: i I don't remember.
0: remember i think that i think that was it right uh in final fantasy 15 and once again, I think they said she plays an important role too. <laughs> That's kind of the go-to. Uh, yeah, so
3: the main yeah. thing was well, is genitalia. that
0: genitalia. No it, no, it can't be genitalia. It's, it's yeah. It is genitalia. <laughs> well, it can't be right. I'm, I'm keep, keep going, Square right. Enix. Keep yeah, going. Don't anyways,
3: ever stop. the main thing that they kind of uh, you know shed some light on was Luna, Luna Freya. Um, I don't remember like the city she's in, what its name, but she's the oracle of some. Country, she's to be wed to Noctis, and she wields a spear and she can talk to the gods. Um, and I don't remember much else. They um, one thing they kind of keep hammering like she's a strong character, it's almost kind of like direct, yeah, yeah, I don't know direct, direct, still direct criticism. That, but... So, but yeah, so they shed some light on her as well as uh, you can ride chocobos, um, you can drift on chocobos.
2: Uh. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I, was like, I loved. I loved that the first thing they showed about Sweet. Riding Chugan was like, like harassing local wildlife. I was like, okay, this is
1: kind of a cool game.
3: You can also fish. Yes.
1: Yes. Fish. Finally. Whatever. What I always wanted. Exactly. But every Final Fantasy was lacking before.
0: I mean, to be fair, like you want to know about these other mechanics, like what are you supposed to do in this open world? I like to know the things you can do because obviously I'd rather not them not talk about the story because I don't want to be spoiled in that stuff. I want to kind of learn it myself. So, yeah, I, I I'm personally, I'm all for them talking about the other stuff, the stuff that is going to keep you invested in this world long after the game is over or the main story is over.
1: I just think they need to yeah. shut up about the game until they're ready to talk about the release date. So,
3: yeah, they announced that they're going to be announcing the release date. <laughs> I, the love the, I love these types of announcements. Next February or something like that, right? That was March. Yeah. I don't next, March, and next year sometime they announced that they're going Early to be
0: next yeah the real
1: another details. ridiculous
0: <laughs> and they said they're going to have another active act time report um by the end of the year what, what yeah they they'll, they'll they'll
3: probably have december. some update like around like uh, probably around like jump festa or something which is yeah, like december right um so they
0: yeah Eight. i I totally agree i mean i'm excited for this game uh 15, and i i excited is a strong word i'm i'm really much looking forward to the game but yeah i think they've <laughs> It's, I, I think it's hard
3: up. not to be curious in some way, even if it's, like, this kind of a morbid curiosity about, yeah, like, what the heck is this going to be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, j- I'm there, just yeah. curious to see if the game will actually be good or not, because that will determine the fate of Square Enix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I
5: well,
0: I, it, it, it is I, a I big agree. financial investment. Well, yeah. they got, like, Especially all this time, too. But they, they seem to invest as much time into, like, 14 with their conference that they did i mean they had a lot of reveals about that game too um and also the i guess they're trying to like spread it around i'm glad that they're willing to take more risks than they used to like they got new star ocean and they got the bailey series also but yeah 15 is kind of make it or break it for that entire series isn't it mm-hmm. especially because the they're entire, building this it? as
1: the next like evolution of the final mm-hmm. fantasy brand
0: what about remake though? Seven remake they got to keep the money for that. Yeah, right? that's yeah. That, <laughs> well, I, I have the to think, be honest. That's that's their, near, that's their Trump the new year.
3: I have to be honest, I totally like mo- I forgot like momentarily that they announced Final Fantasy 7 remake. I
1: actually completely forgot about that too because there's just been nothing on it since uh, uh, Easter. I mean, they have
0: nothing to show yeah. apparently. So. I mean, yeah.
1: they need they need the money. They need they need 15 to sell so they can hey. make s- They're they're, they're remaking Final
2: Fantasy Adventure.
1: Come on now.
2: World of Final
0: (laughs) Fantasy is coming out, too. can't forget about that game. Which actually looks pretty good. I think I'm looking forward to World of Final Fantasy. It's like like turn-based Kingdom Hearts, it seems. Well, the Kingdom Hearts like visual style. with like a turn-based RPG with monster catching. So...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, World of Final Fantasy might be a cool thing. Yeah. I don't know if I I don't know how you feel about it yet. Got to, ah.
0: We also we just talked about Setsuna. and so it's got, the,
3: God, it's got like mean. the it's got like the Final Fantasy like cameo like chibi style characters, and yeah. like it, yeah. f- it focuses on the uh, the the classic monsters, and it's got it, it seems to be like a monster raising type game, which you know some people that might put them off, but I don't know it's, it's interesting. Oh.
1: I'm probably more excited for that than Final Fantasy 15, just because World of Final Fantasy is on the Vita. And the PS4. Yep.
0: Yeah. I thought you were talking totally uh, to the Vita. What are you talking about? <laughs> I
1: have it to the Vita. It's also like the World of Final Fantasy. I'm just saying it's also going to be on the
0: Vita. Yeah. And we also can't forget about uh, Kingdom Hearts. That's another Screenix property, right? Kingdom
3: Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, which includes <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance HD, Kingdom Hearts 0.2 or 2 tenths.
0: Birth by Sleep. <laughs> I, it was I, like it. <laughs>
3: frag- I am not done. A fragmentary passage, and also Kingdom Hearts Chi which they pronounce "key," I guess. Back cover. Yeah, it's
0: it's key, yeah. <laughs> like, it's the Greek. Uh, keys. Uh, I isn't isn't Dream isn't it, which one is just the cutscenes though? Like that's the uh, there. So,
3: so I guess uh, walk us through it. Dream Drop Distance was a 3DS game that released in 2000. 2000- 12
2: well
3: and there so this is that's the that, that'll be like the main part that's the, like a, a HD port of that game similar to birth by sleep I guess um, Kingdom Hearts key is a mobile game that's not out yet in in, in in it's out in Japan it's not out in anywhere else but I guess this is cutscenes from a mobile game I guess yeah, and then that's, actually, Kingdom, yeah, Hearts, that's right. Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep a fragmentary fragmentary passage um i guess that's kind of like an episode dusk k type thing where it's like a demo in unreal engine 4 for kingdom hearts 3 type content it's but it's supposed
0: it, to bridge the gap pretty it,
3: much. yeah it it what it like it it's taking the end of kingdom hearts birth by sleep which is like kind of like a prequel game and kind of you know going from there but it's in Unreal Engine four and it's like kinda like a demo for, with the Kingdom Hearts three type style, I guess.
2: So You're say, you're saying words that I, I yeah. didn't yes. understand. Uh like, you know, I know the meanings of what the the words you're saying, like uh, apart from each other. The words that make you, sense but, in the But, this, but okay. when you when you when you combine it together like that, <laughs> I'm just like
1: Oh, oh, um uh, Kingdom Hearts, huh? Brain surgery is what it is. To <laughs> I gotta this. say, I'm really disappointed so far with what they announced with 2.8, especially because all the other HD re-releases had the remix versions of the main series. So Kingdom Hearts 1 had the remix where it included all the additional content, like new weapons, bosses, stuff like that. Kingdom Hearts 2 had it as well, which was added a lot to the game. And uh, it doesn't look like Dream Drop Distance has anything new to it. It's just the game in HD.
0: It seems, and I, it's it's probably going to be a full-price game, right? And that's Yeah. Kind of, I mean, you thought that it was going to be, like, just $40 games uh, for a lot of this stuff, and then Type-0 HD ended up being $60, so...
1: And that dropped in price pretty quick. Yeah,
0: I was yeah. like, you can easily get that game for, like, 20 bucks now, so...
2: I'm just, I'm just surprised that they always outdo themselves with the naming on scheme. PC
0: too. Yeah, yeah I mean, totally. It's, it's ridiculous uh, how they come up with it's, this it's stuff. It's, it's, like,
2: it's, like a, it's like um one of the great mysteries
1: final of video games. Final
0: like chapter prologue. This. Like, it's redundant. <laughs> it's, it's Final Chapter. You could just say Final Chapter. You don't have to add the <laughs> prologue. You could argue
1: right. that the entire series at this point is redundant just based on how many games there have been since 2 to 3. Yeah.
0: And they said they had no plans to bring over 1.5 and 2.5 to the PS4, which would be a great way to, you know, get people on board to play kingdom hearts three i, I like can't to see wait to like, combine it all into one package but they're not going to do that because that's Dude, way
2: too that's much that's, value. The, that, that's that's kingdom hearts 2.99 some ridiculous yeah i after. can't wait for 2. 9
0: Everything exactly but something three. ridiculous or other that's that's the actual name i don't know i mean cool i guess <laughs> i'm i mean I'm, I'm curious what that is the 2.2 birth by sleep seems like an interesting thing. The other stuff I don't really care too much about, um, like birth by sleep. gonna uh, the dream drop distance stuff and the and the ch- the key uh, uh, cutscenes and stuff like that. Like that that doesn't seem like a good package to me. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's much. I mean, Dream look, Drop distance, so that. fans, but like are they gonna bring the multiplayer over to that thing? I don't know. It's, uh, King,
2: look, Kingdom Hearts story. You need to know everything. Okay, just I mean, I mean the can even
0: I have just... an encyclopedia inside it. Apparently, the,
3: the mobile game Kingdom Hearts Chi, has some like apparently really important things you kind of. Of
0: course, it's canonical. of course it is. <laughs> <for> <laughs> Kingdom
3: is. 3. So I hope you're looking forward to watching those cutscenes. Damn
2: it! Oh, well, look, it's all Everything just, it's it's just down to the they mobile game. The shit to
0: it.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, and yeah, they look like the the mobile game, the Unchained Chi, That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh I, yeah, that's that's right. They eight. are. Okay,
0: uh, so you can either a, get a full game uh,
3: or watch the cutscenes. <laughs> weird. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, just, okay, I just want them to release a thing like the Metagui Solid Four thing when they release that in encyclopedia. Or, like you can yeah. actually go back and like go through the entire series, maybe watch like cutscenes all of all these important scenes. Cause how else are you gonna understand what happened with like?
2: Play everything, man. W-
0: w- w- like the remakes, the, the HD versions only came out on the PlayStation 3. Like ps every... 3 is also on the Xbox. Like, how are you going to be able to figure this stuff out? Like, oh, yeah, you, no, how, this. Uh, oh, yeah, Xbox user.
2: Oh, yeah, Xbox user is going to be, uh... They're
0: going to be, like, completely lost in all this. Isn't, like, the in... whole, like, this... Isn't this Final Trip to Pearl, like, is it even announced for Xbox?
2: No, no. it's, like, PS4. <laughs> What's the point?
0: <laughs> I don't... Oh, my God.
2: You, you ask good questions that you don't have answers for. <laughs> oh. oh, look at the sound uh, anyway. It, it's just going to
0: be completely lost in 3 anyway. I don't know
2: good luck to xbox one users picking up kingdom hearts 3 no kingdom hearts, kingdom hearts 2.9
0: like early chapter oh. epilogue or something i don't know i don't know <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens uh, um. so yeah that's 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 tokyo game show in a nutshell there's a lot of more news that we have once again we got impressions on the site you guys can check out uh a lot of stuff coming from there um but other than that i mean I'd like to know what have you guys been actually playing this month we're not we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this stuff but uh, in between all this news going on there were some big releases and so like josh what have you been playing besides fate grand order was or that all oh, you playing man. Uh, it's not the
2: only thing i was playing but all right i th- i've been <laughs> playing a lot of metal gear solid 5 i mean um... There's not really much else to play, like, in between all this. I mean, we're about to get into We're right on the cusp of, like, a big releases this fall. So it's going to be just, just like, the calm before the storm of fall releases. So I've been putting uh, quite a bit of time into the MGS5 and Fate Grand Order. But you've heard my spiel on Fate Grand Order. Metal Gear Solid 5 continues to be a great game, though. I mean, if you want to get into specifics, I mean, I know Darren and I have been getting into that a lot.
3: I'm not very familiar. I've been getting into I'm a dangerous very... amount. <laughs> I'm not very familiar with Metal Gear in general, but I know like ever since that game has been out like my, you know Like my Twitter timeline and everything has been like dominated by Metal Gear Metal Gear <laughs> The next the,
2: the, the, the neat thing about Metal Gear Solid V is you don't need to be like a fan of like previous Metal Gear games to even get into it It's like such a solid game on its own from like a gameplay standpoint that you'll <laughs> well,
3: What was really amusing, uh, My my I, my younger brother who has never played a Metal Gear game bought Metal Gear 5 on a whim I, I <laughs> Terrible and I idea. just and I I There's I someone. just get these I get these amusing texts from him like whoa Metal Gear is weird I checked the wiki and apparently there are multiple clones of the same guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's that really reminds good. me of back in the day when the first Metal Gear game I played was four. Oh. oh. <laughs> I played the entire series backwards. I was that guy. It's better than starting with two, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Starting with the finale is. Uh, something
3: else speaking of games played out of order I played Xenosaga 2 before 1 Whoa, which Whoa, that gave <laughs> a
0: slow start it literally no. starts
3: it literally starts like in terms of the story like exposition. 10 minutes after, <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: 10 minutes after the end of Xenosaga 1 I'm like what is happening it's
0: like 2 or 3 hours of just straight exposition with chaos talking that's all it is talking to that other guy and that was that was the most boring start to a game that I've experienced in a while and I can never pick up on 2 so I can only imagine playing that before 1 and especially because 2 is considered the worst so yeah 2 was
2: uh 2 is really a slow thing in general yeah
0: like I why mean, would you pick up the second game anyway it says 2 it had a right in the music. title like, it had fantastic why would you not... music though yeah that's true but what what, what would what would I thought it was to... like
3: Final Fantasy it was like you know
0: <laughs> Okay. no or...
2: Most yeah. games are. I can I can I can understand from that like viewpoint because you didn't know any better, right? So it's just, on the back yeah, of the well, box.
3: Yeah, <laughs> or like you know a bunch of other games where just you know numbers don't actually aren't actually like a continuous storyline.
0: Like Metal Gear, you didn't need know other wait, Metal Gear. Wait a moment. I need to grab the Xenosaga. I need to grab the box. Hold on a sec. I want to see what it says on the back box. That would convince you, sure you. has a giant it? two on the title. Oh my god. Hold on.
4: Mm.
1: <laughs> Darren, uh, how's your Metal Gear so far? What's your layout? Uh, well, I am currently 75 hours into it. I got uh, both games
0: here. I want to know, because I'm a huge fan of one, but I want to know what convinced you to pick this up. Because I'm assuming you looked at the box before you bought it, right? Uh, maybe. maybe. (laughs) Let's see here. Okay, I I guess it goes into a lot of this stuff. The second chapter of this landmark multi-part RPG saga. So It kind of says it right on the back.
2: No, no one actually reads those back descriptions, okay? <laughs> not anymore. Actually, I'm kind hey, of curious. and the back
5: of Tales of Symphonia for the GameCube it says multiple anime cutscenes.
2: Oh my god! Okay. Yeah, there's Ooh, this two. This has
5: two
0: discs <laughs> and memory card, <laughs> digital control and vibration function. It's, um, it's, like, starting, it's like starting. This the... is episode two, not just two episode two. You don't watch the second episode of an anime or TV show and just. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Now what? And then go back <laughs> to the first one? <laughs> I just want to know what happened. Usually, the first episode they have all the money that poured into that one, but I want to see the hey, second man, episode. Th- and see th- if there are can some, keep it going. there
2: are some instances that you'd rather watch the second episode than starting off with of the first episode, like Gungrave. Okay.
0: It's like half the cast is dead. Orbsir. Like, oh, no, okay. Or bur- the first one. <laughs> so it could be like that. <laughs> Actually, I want to see. Uh, I should just read off the backs. I like how the back of Xenosaga One: Four Exhilarating Mini Games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's like a bullet point four. It even gives a number four. <laughs> That's pretty good. Over eighty hours of gameplay. Like when that used to be a huge selling point. Now people are like, I don't know, I don't know, I about, don't that. know about that. Yeah. <laughs> God.
2: But yeah, Middle Year Solid Five, uh, great game, lots of freedom.
0: I enjoyed it a lot. well um, oh, even says like on the. I'm sorry, I just want to see on two more than thirty side quests. It even says Whoa. thirty side quests. Like, don't give a, a numerical <laughs> a figure for your number. Your side quests. Like, oh, just thirty. That's it. Like, there's nothing. Oh, no, hey,
2: back then that was that was thrilling back Four then. Four okay. mini
0: games. God damn. Saga. Uh, such a crazy thing. Sorry, but, I went off on my tangent. But I mean, Metal Gear.
2: What, what do I talk about Metal Gear? Because there's so much to talk about Metal Gear. Solid my favorite 5. RPG. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, RPG I'm, of the year right there. Don't talk about uh, the
0: story because I still want to play that game. Yeah,
2: I'm not gonna talk about the story. Um, well, I mean, this is TGS relevant. They showed off Metal Gear Online at T- uh, TGS, and that's gonna be uh, like uh, updated in a patch for uh, Metal Gear Solid Five So that's completely free, um, and that that looked really cool because uh, the next, the, the new, uh, I mean, the next, bleh, the neat thing about Metal Gear Online is that it has all these. Uh, it's gonna be like the best Metal Gear because of the control scheme alone. Like the the controls in MGS5 is so so like fluid and makes sense, responsive, and it's just it's a blast to freaking just play. <laughs> I hope it is
0: because in three and four it kind of sucked. So no,
2: you're you're gonna love this one because yeah. it's 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 much more streamlined. You don't have to worry about even though I liked it personally, you don't have to worry about you know camera ratings and um, just the clunkiness of it at times. No, it's great. You'll love it, Darren. What's your favorite thing about MGS5?
1: It has to be how all the ways the guards can react to you and how the AI in general has improved so much that they can like just any action you will take will affect them in some way or another. Like like, just like, I love how how their patrol patterns work. I love how they change shifts. I love how they have the response system so that say for example, one of the classics uh, examples is in different bases, bases, if you go around headshotting everybody, eventually all the enemies start wearing helmets. And there's a, a bunch of other of these mechanics as well. For like example, if you keep throwing smoke grenades at guards, eventually they're going to wear gas masks and stuff like that. So there's a, yeah. a bit of a response system to your play style, which is really unique. I mean, I put in 75 hours already. I've done the main story. I'm 122 side ops done of 157. So this
0: seems like a lot mean, jeez. It is well, a Well If ass- you
1: did the main story alone, that would probably just be 20, 20-ish hours, I'd say. If you just stuck with the main story and didn't deviate.
0: That's just like all Metal Gear Solid games, though. They're all about 20 hours, right? That's the No.
1: The, 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 this one is
2: so, like... The, like, actual, like, main Metal Gear games, like, if you stuck with the main story, they're, like, I don't know, 10 hours, like, about... <laughs> like, if you're just going through the main story and, like, not really going I mean, through... if you up- skip
0: the cutscenes. I, I always used to play, like, around 20 or 25 hours for those games. That was me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just slow.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but this one has, like... It's way more expansive and it'll take definitely for sure
0: cool
1: the different approaches to each mission is also really enjoyable too it's a it's actually fun to replay the different missions because there's so many different ways that you can get into a base and just how you handle the mission itself
0: so to kind of tie this all in i mean now that kojima is pretty much out of konami and all that do you think now that he's got all this experience do you think he's ever going to make an rpg like because he's got all this experience making you know visual novels adventure games and then we've got you know, these great big action games. Do you think he could ever make an RPG? Uh, I don't know.
2: I feel like he'd rather make a movie first than, than an RPG. Yeah. But, um, I think
1: I couldn't picture his style of cutscenes holding up for an entire RPG. Yeah. Especially with his, how crazy his writing is. I don't know if an RPG is, like, a sustainable form for him to oh, uh, create his stories <laughs> No, but I'm talking Kojima crazy.
0: Uh, yeah. Like so how, it whole, like how it many whole.
1: boss fights could he keep the Switch to Player 2 port types of gimmicks fresh? He's awesome. always playing with expectations like that. I don't know if he would be able to create a story makes some, that could last sixty hours. He makes some
0: amazing boss fights. Period, though. That's the uh, oh, that's yeah. some of his best thing is bo- the boss fights themselves, and so I think it, I think it could translate pretty well. I just don't know. I mean, he would have to collaborate, obviously. Like he couldn't be. The I, person, I just
1: don't think his style and writing would carry over well into an RPG. Yeah. I think it only holds up for so long.
0: Yeah, he needs to make. I think, for me, it's yeah. another adventure, like a new Snatcher kind of game. That's what I need. Yeah.
1: Police Knots.
0: Police Knots. A new place, a new, a new, game in that fashion. Just sprites, you know? Just the old cut, like, high-risk sprites. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm trying
2: to make. I, I'm interested to see whatever Kojima goes through at, the, at this point, because, like, MGS5 is just such a technical masterpiece, like, in so many ways. Like, the amount of, like... Like, this is a game that, like, should even exist in some qu- like point, because, like, there's so much... You can see that, like, so much money, like, was spent on, like, very trivial things, but that adds to it.
0: He's not gonna but, get a budget like that again.
2: That's yeah, there's why. no way. No way. No way. There's just so many like, like very small like nuances. Like for example, like uh, you'll get like um this like a cassette tape. Uh, there's a cassette-, cassette tape function in this game like a lot of the story is revealed through that way but you get like some wacky cassette tapes like say of like this uh, soldier in the bathroom you hear like, hear, like all these uh, groaning and moanings and like fart noises and then like you can actually uh, transition to like a gameplay function like if you're in the restroom and guards are like on alert for you you can play that cassette tape and like they'll go nowhere near that freaking restroom <laughs> that's, that's insane that's fantastic. oh my god that's a huge
0: attention <laughs> to detail that's incredible I love like, the sound of that. Like, oh I my god! dogs. dog is like, I just, it, except for the total opposite. Try to do <sighs> as as much as possible.
2: Yeah, MGS5 is uh, a trip. You'll love it, Zach. I'll I think you will.
0: There's so many games in my backlog that I need to get to, but MGS5 is up there for sure. Yeah. So Adam, uh, you've been playing some Grani Extreme, which, like, my experience with that game is when I streamed it, because I own it, I own that game, it's on my shelf. Uh, couldn't stand
3: the voice acting, so I gave up on yes. it, but... <laughs> the voice acting is
0: awful. It's awful. I don't know how people <laughs> love like that like People statement. say, I love Grand Extreme, Like it's terrible.
3: <laughs> okay, so Grand Extreme kind of strips out the story. There's like a little bit of, of an intro thing, and then, you know, partway through the game, there's like kind of a mid-game cutscene. But otherwise, it's actually very story-light, which is one reason why I can kind of deal with the voice acting when it does show up, okay. which is... And, um, but uh, I think I talked about it earlier that I'm not actually a big fan of Grandia 2 this is like the battle system is basically the s- exact same as Grandia 2 it came out slightly later so it's like ever so slightly you know, tweaked a little bit looks a little better too but it's basically a dungeon crawler with Grandia 2's battle system which to be honest I actually am enjoying quite a lot <laughs> that's a good way um, to
0: put it it seemed like it was definitely more action oriented from what yeah,
3: so you it yourself. does It does a lot of things that the other Grandia games don't, uh, not to dwell on it too long, but, like, you create your own mana eggs. So what abilities and what magic abilities you can use, you control. You have you basically fuse them together to make new abilities, unlike the other Grandia games where you just find them as you play. You know, and they, they're, they're static. Um, same thing with skills. Um, in the other Grandia games, you find a skill book and you can use its skills. In this game... You uh, basically find individual skills, and you kind of make your own skill book. So not only that, you have seven or total of eight characters you can use, and you can switch them out at any time. They each have their own unique abilities. And the other Grandia games, you have no control over what your party is; just whatever's in the in, at that point in the game. So I'm kind of liking this slight, a little bit extra room for like player agency and control um, that the other games don't have. So I'm enjoying it. Uh, But as you said, the voice acting is like really, really, really bad.
0: Yeah, I think that's what killed it. Because I I put story above most things, if not everything, in an RPG. I think that killed it. But it sounds like I should give it a second chance. Because I only played that game for like maybe half an hour. um, Because I had nothing else to play. And I streamed some of it before. Uh, But... I keep hearing people talk good things about it, and I should probably just go back to it. You know, I, to be fair, like, I have not beaten two. Uh, I beat three, but I should go back and play Grind Extreme. Sounds like I should do that. Did you Did you beat Extreme, or are you still playing it? I'm still playing it. Oh, okay. How, how deep are you in it?
3: Um, I'm not sure. Like, 20 hours in? <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, apparently it's been, apparently darn, pretty darn long. Yeah. Uh,
0: You've been busy with other things, other reviews and stuff like that, so I can understand that. Um, I don't know if we can talk about it, but you're you're also covering yeah, Legend I, of Legacy for the. I can Sega talk series. about it. Oh, okay. Okay.
3: Uh, so I th- I think Liz has been playing this too. Uh, the Legend of Legacy. It's a 3ds game by Furyu. um, for and you. it's
0: goddamn it, Furyu. Yeah. Uh, Such a swing it, on this team. Yeah,
3: and it's localized by Atlas, and it's it's considered to be it's it's home by P, some of the key staff behind Saga series. Uh, which I've not actually played a saga game, except uh, I adore The Last Remnant, which is also apparently a basically a saga game in all but name.
0: They need to come out on PSN because Saga Ventura 2 is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Anyway. So, anyways, it's uh, and it's it, the composer is uh, Hamazu from uh, Final Fantasy XIII yeah. uh, and 10 and fame uh, and pretty good. So uh, it's it's a turn-based RPG. It's very light on story. It's it's, it's very minimalistic uh, in its in in its narrative, um, and it's it's slightly different than most RPGs. Instead of having like EXPs and level ups, you just upgrade your stats, like your attack stat or your guard stat or your support stat, and skills are learned by using certain weapons. And the more you use them, the more skills you learn, which is also very similar to so the Last Remnant.
0: There's rem- no level up. System is just building your skills, you, kinda like you
3: kind up, of like you level up your skills, which have their own individual level, each one. In fact, each skill actually has three levels. They have an attack level, a support level, and a guard level, just like your main character. So that's kind of like your main, basically gauge for your character strength. So it's just a little bit different. Um, and it, the battle system takes a little bit of getting used to. Uh, it's 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 just it's a bit atypical, which it's actually kind of refreshing just to have it be just. You know, not run-of-the-mill, um, in all in all respects. And it's also f- it's also not a slouch in its challenge. You, it, it, even a regular enemy mob can, you know, you you have to be you have to you know you have to think and coordinate. And if you're not if you're not careful, they can wipe you. Um, so there are a couple things I like about that, um, but a few things I'm not so hot on is that you're basically the the gameplay loop is pretty repetitive. You're basically mapping out these zones. And you fill out a map by walking around like, the edges of the zone. And then you, fill, you turn in the map for money. And then you kind of do that several times throughout the game. So it, I, I've actually beaten the game.
2: Uh, wow. That kind of, that filling out the map kind of reminds you of uh, Star Ocean Three system, and there's like a percentage yeah. of like the map. Like, yep, is it like that?
3: Yep, there's literally a percentage. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. And... It's not
5: nearly as rough as Star Ocean 3, though.
2: Oh, OK. Yeah.
3: Uh you, uh you basically fill out a map and once you the, the more you fill you can you can you sell it and the more you fill out the map the the, more, the higher price it, you get um and then you sell it when selling the map has a couple of other uh bonuses but so basically it it, it kind of I think war it's welcome and since there is no real narrative to the game I felt like the rest of the game wasn't uh there's was just a little bit tedious at times but um I can't really, I guess I'll have to save the rest for my review, which comes later. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah, and and when is your review going to go up?
3: I think it's, oh, the The (laughs) 9th, a couple days before the release. So, yeah, I think it does a couple of interesting things with, like, the saga-influenced skills and levels, and the battle system challenge is nice, but a couple of other longer structure things, uh, a little bit more.
5: it's definitely. I don't care what name it goes by, Legend of Legacy, whatever. It is definitely a saga game. No matter how you look at it, it plays almost exactly like *Romancing Saga*. When I saw the PS2 remake.
0: Oh, I, I get that connection now. Okay.
5: And um, it it also like the way the narrative works, like it is very bare bones, but it's also told a little bit differently than most games, because there's like a lot of world building and all that. But there's, I I've only played a couple hours thus far myself, but you don't seem to learn as much about the characters as you do about the world around you. At least yeah. that's what I'm getting from it. I'm not quite sure yet, but...
3: Yeah, the character motivations are are kind of, like, you can say them in a sentence. They're really short. Like, one person's trying to find their memory. One person's trying to find, like, the history of their clan. Uh, one person is just, like, fighting for the church, you know, and that's kind of it. So, yeah, there's... What 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 story beats are there? Are more about, like, the mysteries of this this island they're on. So, it's but it is very minimalistic. I mean, which on one hand of, is kinda of nice.
2: Speaking of saga, wasn't there a new Saga game announced at TGS for Vita? Yes, yeah,
3: Saga Scarlet Grace, which uh, I thought was kind of amusing. like the the single screenshot we have of the game is like every, uh, <laughs> like an off screen image like of somebody heck it might be like Shimamura like holding the, the Vita. Is uh, it like
0: Vita and mobile or something? Uh, or sure. something else entirely. That's I don't Vita know. Sure. I think
1: that's another saga game entirely for uh, mobile. It's
0: well, there's an oh, Yeah, it's an original.
2: I think the, a... I think the, what you're talking about is uh, I think uh, the series creator, uh, what's his name, Akitoshi Kawazu. I think that's the screenshot you're talking about, and uh, he's the one like holding up that off-screen uh, screenshot that shows like five character battles in it.
0: That's right, cause like that's all they had. Like when you watched him talking about it, it was just him holding up the Vita. That was it. They never showed like screen footage of it. The entire yeah time. yeah yeah. It was just really like... goofy. Like why can't <laughs> like, you okay. show it? Are, they, are you embarrassed about this already? Like it, you, you just no, it. no
1: no 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 He's he knows that the Vita is a powerful enough tool that if he just shows it it will market the game itself. Bam! Yeah, okay, I like that. If you, show if that. you get it too right.
0: close, then your eyes are going to melt, and he doesn't want to run that risk. So. So he this he is understands the Vita. that Vita means life.
1: I mean, last night I was watching some Season 8 of South Park, and I got to the episode where uh, I found out that the PSP was made by God, so... Oh, okay. Vita must come a, come a, come along similar terms.
0: That's right. Vita means life. And it all makes sense God now. Life, So, that's... It's gotta, there's got to be a connection there, and so... Yeah, and that's, so, anyways, The that's Legend of Legacy. Yeah. It's
3: definitely a saga game. It's interesting in some respects. So, if you have if, uh, the saga series, like if you, if you played it, if you like it, uh, which I have not actually played it, um, it seems to have several things that you might enjoy. So. Exactly. All
0: right, and, cool. And Darren, you said you were going through the history of Shimigami Tensei on your YouTube uh, channel, The Gaming Pilgrim. Uh, which I've been watching that stuff, and it's really, really good. I just want to mention that. I've been a fan of your thanks. stuff uh, that you've been putting out lately and always. That's why you're working with us, and I'm glad to yep. have you. So you talked about playing Persona... You talked a lot about Persona 2 today, and you've apparently <laughs> all been playing it. I wonder...
1: Which Persona 2? Uh, I'm going through Innocent Sin and Internal Punishment simultaneously. Oh, that's... what? All right. So, what are your thanks. thoughts on Maya? Uh,
2: best Girl? Perfect? Yeah, there we go. All right. We're here. All right. Shut <laughs> <Set> it down.
0: <laughs> there we go. But there's nothing else that needs to be said. <laughs> so it was, it was Innocent Sin that didn't get brought over, but Eternal Punishment was. Is that right? Yes. yes. Back, Back in the day, right. that
1: was the case. Originally. Which, for those of you that don't know listening, Innocent Sin is the first game in the Persona 2 duology, and Eternal Punishment is the second half. And so it was... Mainly not brought over due to uh, a lot of I wonder what it could have
0: prevented them from bringing that game over. Uh, there,
1: there were, <laughs> so there's actually a law characters. in Germany where you're not allowed to say Hitler's the main villain, apparently.
0: Yeah, so that, that, anyone who knows anything about Persona knows about Hitler being in one of the games. That's it. That's the one.
3: Darren, uh, have you played Eternal Punishment at all?
0: Uh, I have, yes. Yeah, that's what okay. he said. Yeah, he's he's playing yeah. it. I have played it before, though.
1: Oh, okay. Well I was I'm just, just gonna say it's actually it kind of amusing that, that eternal it's just hours. kind of amusing
3: that eternal punishment, like if you were to play that which was originally released and that was the only one back in the PSX days, um like, it's actually the main character is like memory loss and doesn't remember anything from the right. first Persona 2. That's right. I forgot two. about that. They, they, doesn't remember they, anything they from the first Persona it. 2. So it actually kind of worked well in, in like a weird, That's ironic I way. Thought,
1: I actually really like the idea that how all the characters, it's like, oh, you don't remember the other half. And they keep alluding to it. And it's kind of like a plot reveal in the mid game. And yeah. I thought that it worked really well to keep it as its own release just mainly just due to how that they built it up as like a mystery that you were kind of figuring out. So like, th-
0: oh, that it, wasn't a localization choice? That actually is how that, that game... The,
3: I, it's not really, it's it's weird. It's like, it's not really like a prequel sequel. It's more like these events it's one happen. story,
0: really.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'll,
3: it's I'll like these events, okay. it, it's actually kind of like a multiverse type thing. It's like Persona Innocent Sin. These All these events happened involving, you know, this set of six characters or whatever. And then an event happens at the end of the game where things kind of reboot and then you, eternal punishment is like a sequel, kind of like redoing things from a different perspective. It's that that might be simplifying it a bit too much, but like the main character, who in that game is Maya, um, who no longer talks because <laughs> she's the main character, uh, like is having all these like deja vu uh, and flashbacks, like to eternal or two sin, the first game. So it's, it's, it's like a, that's what I, that's what I meant. Like it's kind of ironic. Like if you started with that game. You're kind of in the same place as the main character. You're like, I don't know any of the stuff that happened.
2: So I'm interested to know why you're now playing through them simultaneously.
1: Mainly just to see how they stand just as separate releases and how, and back to the next. And mainly to get footage from both games. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like Persona 2. Yeah, yeah, when I do the review, I'm actually going to review them as a single review but I will mention the differences between the two and whatnot, but I'm going to be looking at them as one game because that's how you're meant to play them. Yeah, I I played... Don't go for it.
3: I I played the PSP version of Innocent Sin, which is, you know, the only localized one, and then the PSX version of Eternal Punishment, which is the only localized one, and there are a couple of, like, uh, like UI differences and, like, combat and all that, too, so it's it's a little bit odd.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) working off of that...
0: I think the PSP it, version intentionally had a different, had some changes like that. If my understanding is right.
2: Yeah, it did. It it, it still frustrates me though that like we've come like kind of it's like a palindrome a little bit, come full circle on this that like. It's like we got in the PS1 era, we ha- we didn't get Innocent Sin, but we got Eternal Punishment. PSP era, we got Innocent Sin, but not Eternal Punishment. And it was like, oh,
0: man. I, we <laughs> just celebrated its <laughs> birthday recently. People saying, like, I really hope they bring over the PSP version. Like, <laughs> what? I think what? that ship has sailed. <laughs> that ship has sailed a long time ago, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah, tired.
2: man. I mean, hey, we're still going to get the PSP release of uh, Trails in the Sky second chapter. That's right. Eventually. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, yeah
0: i mean but, yeah. come on guys <laughs> come on there's still hope psp is going to be the comeback. it's still possible. psp was made
1: by god they have to do it <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> right but, but yeah,
4: yeah i think 2 that's is really excellent that's good i love persona 2 i've never I,
0: think... I haven't played it since i was a kid and i saw the first oh, it, maybe it's persona 1 but seeing the first person walking through the school that's persona 1 played it it was like it was a yeah. persona
3: 1 is first person dungeon crawling yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Going. I actually
1: just finished the script for that entire review, and that's, like, seven pages or something. That oh, my god, nice. That's going to be a long Because so ta- I have to talk a lot about the localization differences, which between Persona 1 from the original American release and the Japanese version are uh, substantial, yeah, to say the least. Didn't it, like,
3: change one of the characters who was – I played the PSP version, which I know has even – or, like, it changed some things back.
1: <laughs> yes, they, yeah. they reverted the changes.
3: Or some of them, or yeah. So, like, I know, like, one of the characters is like black, and then yeah,
1: they you know, turned black. the uh, comic relief character into a black character, <laughs> yeah, and Aww. because America,
3: yeah, and they changed some of the names and all that, yeah.
1: They, they tried to convince you that the entire game was taking place in America, <laughs> and it was had, a weird like, era oh. for games, it was a really weird era for games. It was a weird era for localizations, because the release date for that in America was 1996, which I believe is right
0: before Final Fantasy VII. The time so. of, like, working designs, too. That was their yeah. era, so...
3: Nate Nanjo is a, is a great character, though. I like him a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> for sure.
3: He's best Persona off. 1 character, and he shows up in Persona 2, so that's cool.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, it sounds like you're pretty close to posting it on your channel, Darren. Getting there, yeah. Getting there, Just gotta
1: record like myself talking for twenty minutes.
0: That's good. You can hear your own voice over and over and over again as you edit yep. it. Yep, exactly. That's the best part. I've done that many times. <laughs> so, so that's pretty much it. Mega Solid Five and Persona Two. That, that was your thing for this month. And uh, Persona series, I should say. Shimmygami. I mean,
1: 5. I did play seventy five hours of Mega Solid Five, so that, that that was a lot of time. It's like a your time.
0: So Liz, uh, you've been playing most of the games that I've been playing uh this, <laughs> yeah. this month because you've been reviewing them for your own uh site so let's talk about the sky of five
5: let's talk about the sky of five the sky, sky five is awesome it is the best I, I think it's my game of the year it's that good wow. that's a similar
0: yeah i agree with you damn game of the year right now
5: like i i didn't think it could surpass the sky of four because i i liked it a lot but the yeah. sky of five has way better characters overall and I, the gameplay is a lot better, and there's so much stuff to do, even if you don't want to go grinding into item world or reaching max level or any of that. It's like There's so much fun stuff to do, and I'm, I'm like not the type that really wants to go back into a game after I beat it and stuff. But I want to do that with this guy at five, even though so, I haven't even beaten it yet.
3: So Liz is totally going to go for the platinum, right? Oh, i don't know about that
0: so you have to get a level nine 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 character to get the platinum i saw that oh,
1: so oh that's kind of rough <laughs> i just have one question because i saw zach's review of it and i just said to myself damn i wasn't planning on picking this up right away but oh that's really tempting after seeing all the praise it's getting so i have this one question how does it compare to skaya d2 uh it's,
5: it's a, lot a lot better i i, I do not like this guy d2 it
0: it was I I liked I liked D two um but it was a sequel and so it yeah. uh, it was kind of it was kind of restricted about what it could do um and the, the
5: sky D two story was like just ridiculously yeah, dumb the haul
0: <laughs> and becoming a girl and all that stuff but um I think the best thing out of D two was the cheat shop um which makes, oh, yeah. which shows up in Disgaea five which is very important because you Liz was talking about you know the problem about grinding. The cheat shop in this game completely eliminates the need to grind, um, or at least it's the the uh, mundane uh, ability of that. Instead, you can adjust the difficulty of the enemies. so You can go to like the first map in the game, love uh, make the enemies level up to like a hundred or a thousand, and then just fight them that way. That's that's kind of what makes it a lot easier. That's awesome.
1: Is the uh, character affection system returning from D um, two?
0: Was it? I think it is, but I don't remember.
5: I think it is in a way, but I don't, I don't know if it's the same way. Like, I don't remember how it really was in it, d It's two. just like
1: Fire Emblem, where if they fight yeah. next to each other, they get like a, a increased ranking, and in like they're not supports, or whatever the game called it.
0: It. it I, I used that a lot in D2, when it was like you could use one character to ride on top of a monster, and that would build up the relationship. And then they would um, um, unlock all these crazy attacks and skills and things like that. To be honest, I don't think it's in it. I mean, there's a ton of stuff in Disgaea 5. Well, there's the
5: up. magic chain system where you use monsters as weapons and you level up with them and get crazy skills. But I don't think that's really the same. It's hard It's hard to tell because like, I, I don't really remember how it was in D2 right now.
0: I th- actually, I'm looking it up. I think it's in it. I... Uh... Let's see here, because I, I want to make sure, because I honestly didn't explore a lot of the other systems. There's like, um, there is a ton of other systems in place, like there's a, um, a class, uh, excuse me, a job system. So, um, I mean, all the games had a job system, but there's also a sub-job system. And so you, just like in like Final Fantasy XI or something, you could level up these different classes. Uh, I keep saying classes and jobs, mix them together. You can level up jobs and then take the um, skills and traits and, and uh, carry them over from job to job and then just create this ultimate job uh, with your character so you have like one person that's like a warrior and then you can level up all these other things like there, you can level up the professor class um, god I keep missing that. I'll just call them classes from now on so uh, professor class is the, the you can take over different spells and abilities and just keep carrying them over from job from class to class and then just create this ultimate character so there's a ton of that stuff in there
1: um, the moment in your review and I read this game, I haven't had this much fun with like a strategy RPG since like Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm like, damn. It, damn, damn, damn. Where's my Amazon sh- shopping cart?
0: It's really good. Uh, yeah, I might have to
1: pick it up. I, yeah, it's
5: yeah. it's my favorite strategy RPG in years and I'm including games like friggin Fire Emblem Awakening in that. It is more
1: all right, fun. All right, all wow. right. Stop, that. stop, stop. It's <laughs> already in my Amazon
2: <laughs> cart. I have yeah, I have one there. question about this game. Um, wh- What are your favorite like What's the biggest and your most favorite, like, addition to this game that wasn't in previous Disgaea games?
5: Hmm. That's That's a hard question.
0: Like, like, I didn't, didn't like, this is the first time in the series where I really explored the other stuff, so I'm not fully sure, like, the stuff that's in it. Um,
5: Yeah. I missed two and three, so I'm not really sure either.
0: The squad. The squad system, I think, is kind of the coolest thing. Because you'd be able to, so, there's a bunch of squads that you can have characters join um, and each squad has like you appoint a leader and then you appoint a bunch of um, uh, uh, squad mates underneath you to kind of like the soldiers that you can have that join the squad and so um, they all have their own special perks like uh, there's a squad that lets you heal up after every turn um, there's another one that's uh, the more it's called like the foot soldier squad, I think, and it's like the more people that are in this squad, the better your stats are. It like boosts your stats, and so like yeah. I have like twenty people inside a single squad, and they're super powerful. And then when you go out and join a battle, the leader has a, what's called a like a squad skill, um, which if you use it, all of a sudden all of the people in your squad, including all the um, the prisoners that you had fed into the squad all come up and attack. And so you've got this screen filled with all these different people. Like you've got a leader up in front, like you looking like a badass. Then you have all these different other like soul, uh, people in your party posing. And then you've got like a uh-huh. bunch of printies in the back and a bunch of like oh, ghouls wow. just like with blades out and just about to attack. It's this really over-the-top move that makes like the most exciting thing. Um, and there's all these other systems in place too. Like there's a really cool – um like a board game system kind of like like a mario party type of deal where you're supposed to roll dice and you walk across a board and all these different spots have these different benefits that are supposed to boost your character stats or unlock new skills you also fight enemies on this thing and you have like a set number of turns. so you have to kind of make your way from one side of the board to the other to the goal and if you reach the goal and a random like you can choose a perk to unlock like like, more uh, counterattacks, a new skill, uh, boost your um, jumping power, your attack power. There's all these different things. It's just a, It's all the best things about Disgaea in one game. That's kind of how it is to me.
1: Well, I hope you're happy. I just bought a copy of the game. <laughs> <laughs> So, if anything, you can tell NIS America that you sold a single copy of the game.
0: This is why they give us review copies, so, so that we can have yep. like, just one person who buys it. All of a sudden, it just makes it worth it. So.
5: Hey, hey, this is the second person I saw on the game. The other person wondered if you could do remote play with the Vita, and I told him yes, and he bought it oh, immediately. Oh, I'm so glad
0: Dude. I bought oh, yeah. it now. <laughs> i so hidden. That's that's the best, that's one of the great things about having a PlayStation 4 and a Vita. Yeah, just, like I, I I I don't
3: know, I don't know why, or well, I guess I sort of knew why. Like, I love SRPGs <laughs> on handhelds. Like, just playing them, like, everywhere. Totally. It's non-stop. like a pocket army.
2: Grew up with my I Game Boy Advance
0: with me wherever I went. That's kind of my SP everywhere I went, because I ai played a ton of, like, Night on that thing, and uh, yep. Golden Sun, like, playing around with that
3: when tactics ogre uh came out on psp like i'd fall asleep to that like every night just playing until i pass <laughs> out <laughs> oh, I
0: really again i'll have to stress this point but uh the psp was made by god that's yeah <laughs> we, we got to go back to that you know tactics ogre um let us clean together is all about is, it's that's
2: not a Tactics subtitle by the way yeah let us to this clean day.
0: Together. <laughs> it's talk about square enix titles you know that's kind of how it was but, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, Liz. This is my game of the year already. It's, it was a fantastic experience. I was kind of torn on whether to give it a 10 or a 9 on the score. But some of the story stuff, like the story is kind of a little too similar to 4 uh, with the motivations and, and that. I, I think you, you probably could see that right, too. Like how yeah,
5: I, I've, I still feel the Sky 5 does a little bit better. But Boy. at the same time, it does it is a bunch of repeat stuff.
0: I think the motivations of the characters in five was better than in four and, and it's not just it's it's not just the main character like the other characters around like Osalia, I think has got the most imp- well-developed story uh that the series has had uh since like Aetna in one uh so yeah. I, I think that's that really like this character you'd think wouldn't have much of a story it's just a bunny character uh like, there's moments in that game that get pretty emotional. Uh, and so I was uh, interested to see how well made it was. And it's got the, it's got an amazing soundtrack. It's got amazing writing. Um, the localization was done very well. Um, and once again, it's super deep. Like, there's a ton of classes to unlock, more than it's ever been. Um, there's plenty of DLC that's planned too to add even more stuff to it. Um, and yeah, just in, in the story, Like, I barely, I didn't do a whole lot of extra stuff. The story is the longest it's ever been. Like, that thing is 40 to, 45 to 50 hours long just with the story alone. And so there's a ton of stuff there. And I think, I feel like I've gotten a money's worth with that.
5: Yeah, yeah. I I agree.
0: (laughs) Have you been playing anything else besides that, Liz?
5: Um, I also played Persona Four Dancing All Night, which it isn't a bad game, but it's definitely a game just for Persona Four fans. Oh yeah. So if you like Persona Four, you'll you'll like Persona Four Dancing All Night. But if you don't, it's kind of, eh, kind of something you, you don't really like want to. The story to though,
0: I mean, because I felt I was torn on the story. How were you? It sounds like you didn't like it either though.
5: The story it, it was better than the arena games because it it just was. I don't know how to explain it. There was less of it. It was short. <laughs> yeah, it was shorter. But it it was really just kind of the same thing that we've seen with all the other Persona 4 games, basically. Yeah. So it kind of... And then there was like all these new characters that you were supposed to care about, but you didn't really have a reason to care about them. That's
0: true. If it, I think if it wasn't for the soundtrack, I wouldn't have given it such a glowing review as I did, because... Um, I kept comparing it to the Project Diva games because it's the same people that made those games, made this one. Um, in the Project Diva games, like they had other stuff you could do besides just the free dance as well and the story. Like, there was a part where you could throw a concert um, and you can also talk to the characters and give them gifts. <laughs> um, but also you can change the characters that um, performed the songs. In this game, you're locked into uh, the characters that have been you know choreographed to do this song so you can't have kanji play every song on the track you have to just play with the two songs that he, he does and that's it wow that's
1: that of... unsold the game for me really <laughs> i i need kanji in his speedo to but every Miku, song otherwise see, there's no point
0: mm-hmm. kanji's in his speedo i have a video up on the site <laughs> i know that but i can't do that to every song so what's the point of me buying the game that's true his banana hammock uh so that's yeah, that, that was. I think that was kind of what took me aback because when I heard about the Hatsune Miku DLC, I'm like, oh, she's only got one song and that's it. But I didn't realize that that was true for the whole game, really. It's like these characters have like two or three songs and that's it. But um, not, I mean, not to sell it short, though, I still think the soundtrack is incredible. And that's what kind of pushed me to play that game so much. And I am I still plan on playing, which is more than I can see about a lot of games. I usually beat it and then that's it. So, yeah, I can see that.
5: Yeah, I mean it's it's really not bad. Like, it's I, of- I'm, uh, it's hard to explain. I'm not the biggest fan of Persona Four, so I I'm trying to be more optimistic about it. But it, it's definitely only for fans.
0: <laughs> and and I'm, yeah, I mean I'm a fan. I think it's if you if you if none of the music that they've released on like those lyric videos and those music videos that they've shown, if none of that captures your attention you probably shouldn't play it um or wait for a sale <laughs> uh that's kind of what i'm i've been mean, It's like if you're a big fan buy it now if you're hesitant and not really into it you probably want to wait for a sale because that's kind yeah. of what that game is like it's not there's not a whole lot of value to it unless you're huge into the soundtrack and are willing to play those same songs over and over and over again like i am <laughs> so
2: Maybe, just maybe, this will be the last Persona 4 thing we'll see.
0: Nope, there's a Pachinko machine coming out. Oh, (laughs) like I said, we'll see. Like I
3: said, we're never going to see that.
0: (laughs) And the Pachinko machine's going to make more money than that entire series combined. So, in one machine. Persona
3: 5 will probably have something like costume DLC, and you can dress up as Persona 4 characters.
1: Don't say that, don't say that. They they might (laughs) actually be listening. Don't say that. Yeah, right, they're not listening to this.
0: Why would they be listening to this? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I am I am I'm so sick of Persona 4 at this point. <laughs> I'm so done with it. I'm I'm of the opinion that every time they add something new to the Persona 4 story, it just kind of dilutes it.
0: It's hard to go back to that game now. I can't. I, I tried playing Persona 4 Golden. I'm like, oh, I'm tired of these characters after all. while. It, it uh, it's, I guess it's not so much that It's like Golden. I was I wasn't that into because I'm like I already played this story. It was 70 hours long. And I'm I'm done. Um, but then seeing them in all these spin-offs, yeah. Once again, it's it's not so much the characters, it's more the music that got me with this game. That's kind of where I stood. So. Okay. And also seeing characters dance, I guess was kind of weird too. <laughs> so, seeing Like Adachi, music, who is
3: your favorite?
0: Adachi, yep, Adachi best girl. Uh on on stage, <laughs> that was pretty great. Um well, Marie, The the the, la, the la, long-standing
2: legacy of Persona 4 dancing all night is you got to see every character with Igor's nose attached to them.
0: That's we actually have that in the video too that's that was pretty fun to see uh th- that's what liz was playing was pretty much what i was playing um Disky-Fi, persona Four dancing all night reviews up on the site check that out what i recently wrapped up is that a, is a game that i feel like m- a lot more people need to know about Mazoner falls which is a game from human entertainment made in 1998 human entertainment uh, Suda51 was a part of before we broke off and joined uh, a made grasshopper manufacturer. Um, uh, that is an open world game for the PlayStation 1. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a murder mystery game, kind of. I guess it's more like a... It's, it's, it's just an adventure game, mostly. Uh, inspired by Twin Peaks, uh, the story is, with a day-night cycle uh, weather system and you can walk around or you can take a car you drive your car around all these places and there's a strict npc schedule that you're pretty much needing to meet these characters at the specific time or you could wind up with a bad ending so you gotta like talk to them when they're there at that exact moment or you're screwed uh and so you have to pay attention to the clock you've got a map you've got uh uh people that uh with the npc schedule like yeah you see people like driving up to a church getting out, walking inside, sitting down, and then after a while get up and leave and go back home or go to their jobs or we go see them at their homes. This, all this crazy stuff. It's basically what Deadly Premonition is um, but like over a decade earlier. And this is on the PlayStation 1. Huh. It's crazy how insane this game is. Uh, and it looks good. I mean, it's, it's a good looking game for the time that it was. It's way ahead of its time. I can say that much. Um,
2: Did it ever get an official localization? No. I don't. Okay.
0: It did not. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, like, you know, stores open and close. Uh, They move from the NPCs, go from their jobs to their homes. Uh, You can go to the hospital and you can only talk to patients during the day, but not at night. So you're kicked out and you have to go home and decide, oh, I got to find another time to meet them. (laughs) Uh, And you, you, um, you have to like fill up your car with gas at certain times because you run out if you're not careful. You can get stuck in the environment, so you call up the person to like get your car unstuck. <laughs> it's all these like crazy systems in place, and the story is really good. Soundtrack's pretty good, um, but uh, it was just this amazing all around package, um, and it was never translated. But if you go to Game Facts, um, there someone did post an English script and a walkthrough. So you can get through the game like I did that way. And I think it was only posted like a week ago. So it was actually good timing. Because wow. I've been meaning to play it because I saw a uh, um, a gif of it uh, during the summertime. Uh, and I was really curious about what this game was about. And honestly, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible experience. And I think anybody who uh, is curious about it should just at least like check out a video for it. Because you'd be blown away how much they were able to accomplish on it. And it's kind of a bummer because I think it was actually probably what put the studio in because the Human Entertainment closed like shortly after start of the new millennium, and so uh, they were bankrupt and they had to close down Aww. their doors. So that was it's kind of a big bummer. But um, for all that game is that big sandbox world that it is, I think everyone should really check it out. So um, if you yeah, know, that sounds watch,
2: really interesting. Toys. Like, uh, like. I can't, like, I'm looking at screenshots, of, like, and uh, reading up features on it, it's like, that's crazy that, like, they were implement all this stuff, like, with the PS1 limitations, that's, that's insane, it's, it's especially crazy. at that time.
0: And you've got a schedule, like, you've got to go home, go to bed, wake up in the morning, and then find things to do, you talk to dogs, meet, like, these different people, um, who all have their own jobs and and roles and things like that but the story is also really good like so there's um, like multiple
2: endings in uh, in this okay
0: totally there's there's definitely multiple endings because if you miss one um important part you trigger the bad ending and you have to kind of go through the rest of the game thinking that you might get the good ending but you don't (laughs) that's um i fortunately i was able to get the good ending because i followed that guide um but yeah that's I, i think it's well worth it uh it's very um it's got a lot of elements that I think people who enjoyed games like Delhi Premonition will find a lot to love about it. But yeah, I don't think even Delhi Premonition—I don't think that game could have existed without something like this. I'm sure that um, Squarey was looking at this game when he made his. So, other than that, I mean, that's, that's importantly, kind of hard played,
3: we also learned that Zach is a soft gear Oh what? It's a, what? He said gif.
0: Oh. Oh. GIF. Oh, I'm sorry, gif. Yeah. I, yeah. I always forget, it, it, like, it, it, people get so it. upset with a gif or a gif I don't know. It, I it's keep pronounced as jif. Now I'm so like, uh, like, like, conscious about how to pronounce it now. I, I always pronounce it people, as jif. Yeah, ah. I forget what people wanted, so uh, I, I I say jif in conversation, but I mean gif, so whatever. Well, <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be pronounced as jif. But the guy isn't a linguist, so you probably shouldn't pay attention to him, he's just a programmer. <laughs> That's kind of what people say. Oh. It's still dripping in my heart. Yeah. Still, um, but honestly, other than Mizuner Falls and those other games, I'm still getting through my backlog. Um, trying to get 100 games before the end of the year. I'm up to 67 games for the year, beaten. So I'm trying to get to 100. I'll let you guys know how that goes. I oh, <laughs> Still got a couple months. <laughs> oh. On that, uh, once again, uh, I guess we'll wrap things up. So thanks a lot for joining us, guys, for this edition of the TetraCast. Thank you, Darren, Adam. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Josh, for joining us. We've um, been talking way too long. Yes, but <laughs> I think this is probably our best podcast yet, I want to say. So you can check us up on, on online at RPGsite.net. Check us on Twitter at RPGsite on YouTube slash RPGsite.net, Facebook.com, RPGsite.net. Also, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes at TetraCast. Uh, we'd love to actually see some reviews for our podcast. Once again, we're always looking for feedback, so let us know what you guys think. But yes, that'll make it for October 2015's edition of the TetraCast. Catch you later, everyone.